Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Almost heaven, West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Fudgy brownies with a peanut butter center. Any variation of the Buckeye. I am happy with yeah, that. Take that one, Todd. I've had them before, so that last one is yours. Uh, Andy has a mouthgasm right before the the freaking podcast starts. Uh, uh. I can't say anything to that. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went like it's goddamn yeah. good, isn't it? I went Buckeyes like college sport. You went mouth orgasm. I don't know. What are you thinking of right now? I accept both. Mm. Descriptions. Well, you heard him say, "Oh my god! Oh my I god! Did. Oh my god!" Dude, yeah, but I don't know if that's his. Dude. That's his, like you know, his O face. Like, <laughs> it's as you say with bigs there. But uh, it's the most. That's Andy's O face. Oh, it's oh the, uh, what's happening? Did we name what's it going already? On? It's the most emotion I've seen I've out of Andy this before regarding something pleasant. You know what his O face is? He has a glass full of liquid beside the bed, and when he's doing the deed, he's like, "Oh my god!" He goes, "One sec." Picks up the glass and just pours it. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> that's his dude. Old face. Dude, no, th- that no, that's not Andy's spill. You, you know, oh, Andy's spill. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Oh, here we go. Oh. Uh, whoops. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't think we. Welcome to Geek Shock number four sixty one. I I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. Commander K. Fact checked Andy. Oh shoot. <laughs> Sexy <Can't> believe Matt. <laughs> and happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, thanks for indulging us the uh, week prior. I haven't uh, seen you guys all year. Oh, oh, oh. God damn it. I, I, yeah, you have. Because uh, it's the first. I can escape well, no. Wham's last Christmas, but I can't escape that goddamn joke. <laughs> you can't escape Andy. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, it's good to be recording for everybody again, and I hope everyone had a fantastic season. Uh, Hold on. At your, at your places of work, did you get this? <laughs> Talk to you next year. Like... Uh, not till Andy sat down. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I, that I, that, always enraged me a little bit. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. We're going to see each other in like no, 24 no. hours. See, the place where he works, there's classy, tasteful people. Oh. <laughs> That's one of the issues we couldn't do the show is because when recording night and big holidays happen in Vegas, us in the service industry are going to be working and there's no getting around it. So that pretty much kiboshed it. Yeah. Fuck. Even when it's your scheduled day off, they're like, oh, guess what? We're yeah. going to be open on the day that yeah. we're normally closed. In oh, fa- really? In fact, we're recording early on a Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, because we because New Year's Eve, there's working that's going to be done. Yep. In Vegas, everyone works New Year's Eve. That's right. I had some babysitting to do. Did you? I didn't. Did you? Did you? Who would trust uh, you with a baby? Come dude, on. Dude, I, I babysit the other 364 <laughs> days. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. As he points to Andy. What? 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 Did you do anything what? for New Year's? Uh, or just sit home I was home over at um, one of Paulette's friends' house, so I was there. Okay. So Very cool. We played Mexican Train. Oh, man. I was playing That's games, too. Wait, 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 wait. wait. That Where'd you go with that? Like hold on, hold on. Where'd you go with that? Mexican train? Mexican train. I don't know. Somewhere in the line of Dirty Sanchez? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of the two when I first discovered that game. But <laughs> it sounds like a swingers thing. It's a, it's a dominoes game. Oh. oh. Andy knows what it is. I know what it is. Oh. I, we actually played it in uh, we played it in the Miami uh, when we were in Of course Carnies. you did. Yeah. Mexican Miami, train, motherfucker. A dominoes game in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> With a bunch of Cubans, right? No. We played oh. it. We played it next to the trailer. With wow. a bunch of Cubans. No, with my my carnies. 
Oh, okay. Who were Cubans? <laughs> no. You're being, okay. You're being quite insistent. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Miami. Miami. Oh, welcome to Miami. All right. We did go out to have, uh, we did, there was a Cuban place that was open 24 hours. It was the nearest restaurant, so we didn't went to that a few times. You never did tell me whether you found Michael Weston or not while you were down there. I didn't even get a chance to do I did wander around downtown Miami, which was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um. Miami is cool in that the, you can actually take a subway or try a, a train like that. Yeah. Uh, from the directly light, from light the airport, rail. all the way to downtown. Yep. So I did that and then walked around Miami and just. You took mean it's pictures. a it's a it's a nice city. It's a yeah. civil city. So, well, a city that it, it, that's sense. actually pretty rare that there's okay. a, there's a train that goes from the airport oh, to Toronto downtown. So I of guess Chicago Canada. Has that's one. Canada, of course. Chicago we, has we one. We almost had one. Does Chicago have one? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they do. And yeah. I know New York has one. Yeah. Well, New York does for sure. You can yeah. you can get the L I mean it's a long trip, but you can get the L to from yeah. O'Hare to the loop or midway, midway. Boston you have to take a bus from the airport to the uh train station. Although well, it is a loop cares bus. About Boston. That's weird. Fuck I just Boston. realized in all the times I've been to Chicago, like the five, six times I've been to Chicago, I've never rode the L. Oh, you can take the L out of Lover, and it's over. Oh. Boom. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Andy, you've met your match. Yes. <laughs> it's like we're going to give Torgo the pillow today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I handsomely accept. No, I just, it's weird. I've, I've always, it's either been a taxi, the bus, or uh, somebody has driven me around. And, Lucky. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, it's just. Well, when you're I mean, somebody, when you're right. 80s Jeff and you get out and they're like, you know, the guy there's a sign, A's your car, sir. Like, yep. Your car, sir. <laughs> yeah. That's, I've, that's when you're somebody. I've never flown into Chicago. I've driven into Chicago, and I've taken a bus through Chicago. I've both flown in and driven in. I lived in Chicago. My God, is it cold. And I never did visit him when he was living in Chicago. That's uh, also weird. Ch- Chicago was the second coldest I've been in my life. Uh, Standing on that lake with the water coming, the wind blowing off that water. It's ungodly. Oof. I, I oh, still yes. think about it and cringe. The Lake Ontario wind chill for Toronto, same thing. Oof. I moved here nearly directly. I went to Chicago and said, fuck this, moved to Vegas. Michigan's I'm, the same it, way if you're near the water in Michigan when that wind blows. Yeah. You don't get the lake Ugh. effect snow off the Lake Mead? <laughs> <laughs> That's other things, right? What, what lake? <laughs> yeah. I think that I went to visit my grandparents in Michigan one time. That is the coldest I have ever been. Like, it was ungodly cold. And they were they were a little further north of uh, of Detroit, but there was this big man-made lake right there mm-hmm. that's <laughs> cold, like, year-round. It's, like, always cold. And so when that wind, wind would blow, it would blow right. And then, of course, my grandparents' house was much older, so it didn't have great insulation. Mm-hmm. And it had the, the radiators in the rooms the big, for the the big metal ones yeah the ones you like get handcuffed to in bad movies that that yeah. make weird clanking sounds yes, so yes. when you're when you're five years old you're like what is that noise yeah yeah ping, that's ping, fine ping, ping. it's Mich- the, it's it's the uh freddy cougar boiler yeah <laughs> yeah water heater sorry basically uh, michigan is all lakes yeah that's, that's just little bits of land lots of lake yeah I, i've got a, most of my family lives in michigan most of them lives on some sort of lake and they yep. visit each other by boat. Wow. Because <laughs> the lakes are all connected by canals. So they don't drive, they float. Dude, that's awesome. Down there. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. I've done that going through locks and whatnot. It's fun. Wow. So when the uh, when the gas runs out, they'll be okay. 
Well, the boat's running. Well, yeah, the boat gas. runs on gas. <laughs> no, nobody in my family's paddling. This yeah. Is, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what kind Man, of boat I was just going to say. There's Torgo with the fucking sail. Boom, boom, row, family members. Yeah. Row. Yeah. Look row. at this belly. If it's not motorized, I'm not going. <laughs> Gentlemen, what geeky things you do in the last two weeks? Uh, we rescued a unicorn. I'm sorry? We rescued a unicorn. You rescued a unicorn. Well, that... well, technically, I harassed the other people who are better at rescuing things to rescue the unicorn. The people that actually rescued the unicorns were the two people who didn't want to rescue the unicorn. <laughs> you lost okay. the party. Okay, we're going to back up. <laughs> what is he talking about? Barry's, uh, D&D, Barry's yeah. D&D game. Oh! When we talked about the unicorn sparkle mane and how it got him upset because he had thrown out as a joke this caged unicorn and we were all we got to free the unicorn we got to free the and that's not the adventure he wrote that was that had nothing to it was a one-off that he made up on the fly it was it was a throwaway line that ended up being the whole (laughs) that that became our cause celebre (laughs) and and it was really funny because lewis was totally like i don't want to do this this is totally dangerous and my character was sort of uh well you know maybe we should i don't know given the situation we were in i agree it was a stupid idea but the unicorn had to be rescued because and it was funny because deb who was just like oh yeah we're rescuing this unicorn and paulette who was like yeah we should rescue the unicorn it ended up lewis and i doing the most work to (laughs) rescue lewis did the usual right he's like okay i totally disagree with this and would not do it but if you do it this is how you should do it (laughs) You know, and then I I had invisibility and ga- uh, uh, make gaseous form and and so nah. we we you know it. <laughs> I turned was gonna it. say uh, I got make gaseous form every day. Yeah. Oh God, does he? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, don't post about it on Facebook because apparently people have a problem with you posting gaseous form jokes on Facebook. What? 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 I no, I one. I posted. Uh, that I had so much cheese last night. Okay. Uh, or all day yesterday, actually. This morning, and I, I'm serious, my room smelled like a roadkill truck <laughs> had plunged into a cesspit and caught fire. Wow. <laughs> it was it was some of the worst. Wow. And uh, Kit was like, and, let me out. Yeah, there was. There was actually a point. At one point, I was, Kit was sleeping by my pillow, and you know, I, uh, as Paul would say, I decloaked one, and and then I just I, f- you know, fluffed the blankets to sure, let it sure. air out. You and you Kit, Dutch oven kit and Kit actually <laughs> sat up and shook his head. <laughs> you know, so it was yeah. Wow, I wouldn't have been surprised to see him in the litter box, like moving litter around for ten minutes. I, God damn it! I know I'm doing this right. Where is that coming from? But yeah, so but anyway, we rescued the unicorn and got cool shirts. You're you're, you're both wearing yes. shirts that say "Unicorn Lives Matter." Pink glitter. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Here's wow. the, here's the best part. After the game, we went to CVS to get some stuff, and I had a shirt over this. I was you know I had a, oh. layers. <laughs> Kirsten did not, and and a black guy gave him a stare that. Uh, oh God! <laughs> Why you didn't tell me about this? Damn, that's hilarious. I forgot about. Yeah, we stopped by CVS on the way home, and I'm I'm I had to pick up some stuff, and Andy's like, "Well, I'll pick up some stuff too," and Andy wanders off, and I have a shirt over the T-shirt, but it's open, 
And at one point, this <laughs> black guy walks in front of me, and he's like, "Excuse me," and I'm like, "No problem, sir." And he looks at me, and then he sort of he sort of does a little bit of a double take, and his face just got stony neutral. Let's call it. Yeah. As well, you walk past me. Because it's in the font of. Yeah, yeah. It's in Black the Black Lives, Lives Matter. Matter we design. picked that on purpose. And if you. <laughs> I mean, without knowing the backstory, this could be viewed as fairly this offensive. Could be, this could be very contemptuous, yeah. And with, uh, and with a lot of the shit Black Lives Matter takes on Facebook, I can, I can yeah. certainly see that. And so I'm looking. Worked. I didn't. I still, it didn't register on me, right? It didn't register on me. And I'm standing on line. There's a long line to uh, buy stuff. And uh, a couple of people are side-eyeing me. And then I see Andy walking down the aisle, and his shirt's all buttoned up right to the collar. And I was like... Now, why is he... Not intentionally. This is a Yankee thing. We wear layers. He he (laughs) buttoned up right to his collar to... (gasps) Oh. (laughs) And then I just kind of like quietly buttoned my shirt. Uh, it was too late by then, though. Yeah. That was funny. Where's your Trump hat? You might as well just... Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. So, so how, how did it all play out? You rescued the unicorn. Yes. Uh, there were teleportation circles in this place. And teleport, dim door, all that was fucked with except for these two circles. So we... The first time... <laughs> We had uh, like a whole bunch of kitchen staff goblins and stuff that we had to plow through. And we were like, that's going to be difficult. But my character went invisible and just started throwing things over and making a fire so there was smoke in the kitchen. Knocked ah. over I, the burning grease pits. And then I then I cast Cash's form on the unicorn and it floated through. And we presume went to the circle and boop. Well, the next morning we wake up and there's a unicorn nosing Deb. Oh. And she's like, what the hell? And the unicorn communicates to us that it didn't work. Oh. I don't know what exactly, why. There was too much. The the other circle was heavily guarded. Yeah, yeah. Drow and the whole works were there. So we're like, well, what are we going to do now? And will the other thing work and it's like yeah so now i'm gonna back this up just a little bit because i don't know if we made it clear because if you don't remember how the story originated from ages ago when they ran this months ago mm-hmm. this is at a villain kind of dead con dead con a villain convention a of villain D&D. convention of D D. Uh, they're they're geth yankee and there are demons and there are necromancers and liches and liches, yeah. evil people galore pirate and bar and a vampire bar there's a pirate bar vampire bar and i would go to this con it's barry con. barry did up a whole thing uh as a convention so there were there were things to participate panels to go to and stuff like that uh, he even threw in a little mechanic. If you go to X panel, then the next time you try X, you get a little bonus. Which is um, how we ended up in the panel with the unicorn in the first place. We needed to get guest passes, the VIP passes. <laughs> and so we had to win something. And that looked like the one we could win. Yeah, I, I love that this whole thing is just a skinned geek con RPG. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Basically, yeah. But yeah, so. there's, there's only two teleportation circles that are official circles. There's no other way to teleport out, so we had to go through one of the two official circles. The one by the kitchen didn't work, so I had to go to the main gate one. Which is far away. 
and so, heavily guarded also yeah so we did a, we turned the unicorn invisible again and then the uh, unicorn cast passed without trace on itself so it was silent and then the whole bunch uh no uh me you yep and maybe Deb? There was I think one, that's correct. There yeah. was one other person. What's wrong, Josh? We <laughs> we kind of we kind of just led the invisible unicorn to that pad and then ran distraction with the uh I must know. The the I'm gonna wait till he's done. The big orc who was guarding it and Andy distracted him. Yes, with with my uh nineteenth charisma and, and crazed bullshit. And uh, failed a lot because I didn't know what the hell was going on with the backstory. I was like trying to talk my way through it. You also used your deck of many things. Oh, I did use my deck of many things. That's right. The you have that, that god awful thing. That is the most dangerous weapon in the world. Oh, yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's really funny too because I have weaponized the deck of many things. Yeah. Oh, the, the, the card the orc pulled was like you're cursed with negatives to your saves. So, in terms of expressing that, there really wasn't anything expressed. So the orc was like, this better not come back to bite me. And Andy's all like, what? No, you're fine. Look at yourself. And it's part of my so, distraction. But it's really funny because we may actually end up fighting that that orc. Yeah, he was a big guy, wasn't yeah, he? Like he yeah, was one he's, of the bosses or whatever. He's oh, so shaping this, up to be a mini boss. So this isn't over. No, oh, it's no, no. not. We're still, in, we're still in the con. We yeah, got the well, it out. was funny because this that weekend was supposed to be we go to the next level in the story, and instead it was all about rescuing the unicorn. <laughs> so that really <laughs> just cheesed Barry. Barry and Deb come to Vegas twice a year, and twice he didn't get to run the game he wrote. <laughs> and I'm playing your old character. Yes. Which has been renamed. To TC. TC. What, what's TC? Todd's character. Oh, okay. <laughs> we, we couldn't remember. We texted you. You're like, I, I have no idea what he was called. And so we were at first we were just like, okay, Todd's character and I will go. Todd's character. Uh, TC. <laughs> TC and I will go. You know, blah, blah, blah. So that, it rolls off the tongue. Yes, TC. it does. You're like the, like the uh, fly. Like the guy in uh, Magnum P.I. <laughs> I was just laughing because they oh, I, said... Wait, wait. I know, I, I, can I make a guess? Is this basically your version of, uh, of uh, solar-powered cars? No. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it could be. <laughs> no, I, I think it's just the mental exhaustion, but the whole notion of gaseous anomalies just keeps rolling on. <laughs> The pass without trace cast. Oh yeah, cat cast gaseous. He said, "Cast gaseous form." And I'm like, "Really? It's just like it's just like piling on top of each other, you and it's turning for- into a freaking junior high fart joke." Oh, yeah. <laughs> wait till they cast color cloud. <laughs> oh, there you go, stinking cloud, mm. uh, incendiary cloud. And plus, given the cheese story that he told earlier, I'm just like. Oh, Kirsten. <laughs> yeah, I think I was out of the house when that happened, thankfully. I was go rescuing a door. <laughs> Big B's enchanted fist. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ouch. <laughs> what else did you do these weeks, guys? Uh, we played Secret Hitler. Secret right. yes. Hitler is so Hitler. much fun. I was there for that. I was actually there for the Secret Jeff Hitler. Jeff played games. I played, I played <laughs> some games. <laughs> wow. I love it. What We played what? Was it Secret Hitler? We played... Um, Oh, uh, we played uh, uh, code names. Code names. Um, code names. Yeah. Yep. 
Shoot, what was the other one we played? Um, you didn't play match. Shut the yes, fuck I up. Yes, I did. Well, you played Hitler. And Codenames. <laughs> yeah. You, you played, played Codenames? Yeah. That's correct. Oh, all right. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we played a few different games that night. Yeah. I just, I, I, my, my brain is in such a foggy place right now. Yeah, you'll have to excuse exhaustion. Jeff. He's worked so hard yeah, yeah. these last couple of weeks plus dealing with everything that he's been dealing with that he's, he's excused. His brain is mush. I mean, the last two nights, actually the last three nights were so Ugh. busy and exhausting that I'm just like, what, what time, day is it? <laughs> what time did you get out of work last night? What time did I get out of work? Uh, one-ish. Oh, that's the earlier than yeah. I expected. And then I spent half an hour just trying to get out of the oh. parking garage to get on the road to get home. Because you're on the wrong yeah. side of the road. You're on the so wrong I didn't side get home until 2. Oh. Yeah, I am on the wrong side. Of the, if, I left, if I lived on the west side of the strip, easy going. It just, you know, there's all the different access roads. Boom, you're there. Yep. Uh, unfortunately, everybody seemed to have the exact same game plan for me to get home. Because there's a quick and easy way to just get on uh, a road that's desert in that, that bypasses the strip. And you just... It's a straight shot home for me. The super arterial. So just everybody seemed to have that same idea. Yep, I've been trapped in that. I've been trapped in that traffic before too. So, but anyway, uh, I, yeah, I remember. I, I, I like I Andy did. just dropping terms. Yeah, the super arterial. Yeah, yeah. that's the name of the 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 the. the, the the, when you're driving through Vegas near yes. the Strip, yes. crossing the Strip is always a challenge. Yes, it is. There's one place where you can cross it without, well, it's a couple now, but they're, in the middle of town, there's only one place you can cross without crossing through the traffic, and that's the DI Super Arterial. The ironic thing about game night was as much shit as Andy gets for spilling, I spilled the hosts of the party were the ones that spilled that night. I don't have any memory of this. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and Paulette both had spills of enor- enormous magnitude. Spill and break of glass yes, of wine. Yes, that's true. I oh. forgot the other one broke. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I, last night I played... played um, no attacks, remember? Oh, yeah. And, and uh, Steven is like trying to get it, the facial of the cards. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the other one we played, Uno Attack, yeah. when you push the, the button and the thing shoots the cards that's at That's the it, electric you know? Uno. That's, yeah. There's, there's yeah. a mechanical device in the center, yes. which is this a massive Uno deck. Yep. Launches cards at you. You press a button, and it may or may not shoot cards at you. And yes. If you and shoot any cards it shoots yes. at you, got to keep. Yep. And every time Professor Biggs got the thing and pushed the button, he made it look like he was a, oh, a no. person Paper in a porno Bukaki. taking a facial. So he was just like... Waiting for the cards to hit him in the face, and then he goes and wipes the side of wipes the side of each side of his face. And I was just yeah, like, I don't know why oh. he started doing that, but <laughs> it was oh. funny the first two times. But he did it every single time. Mm-hmm. Hitting the thing made it around to him in the game. So. I took Tylenol before the show. I obviously didn't take enough. <laughs> <laughs> Last night I played uh, the new one, the, the new Uno attacks. They've actually changed the rules. Oh, okay. I, I may have to pick it up because some of the rule changes are interesting. We uh, we picked it up last night. Okay, you did good. Um, and also, I played the uh, ago, the, the uh, second Rick and Morty deck building game. Oh, okay. So yeah. there's a there's the addendum an, one. The, the, uh, yes, it was actually it's play alone, but I can, you can mix the cards like all the uh, Cryptozoic games. This one is the uh, Rick Shank Redemption. And, oh, nice. And, and you've got uh, you're not necessarily playing Rick, so you might be playing uh, some of the other characters. Isn't it it's, the Rick Shank Rick Redemption? You're right. Yep. Okay. I think. But yeah, I, I think it's actually better than the, the uh, first one. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. He he kept talking about that. Well, one of the cards is the Szechuan. Well, actually, there's two of them. Szechuan sauce. Oh, and and the effect of the card is when it comes out. That's my white whale, Morty. If you don't buy it that turn, 
it gets destroyed. Oh. So it's it's elusive. Wow. It's hard to get hold of. Wow, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I it's like a that. funny mechanic. mechanic. Do you stand on the game table and yell at the people around you that you want Szechuan sauce? <laughs> I didn't, but I could have, I guess. Yeah. Okay. No. You got enough liquor into Andy, anything I didn't have happen. any liquor. I haven't had any liquor this year. I didn't have any liquor last night. This year. This year? Wow. Yeah. This year. Oh, all of A whole oh. year of no liquor? We, we, wow. need, we need shots. Get some shots out. That is Liquor, bold. I hardly even know her. Didn't you have like a beer ice cream or something like a few weeks no, no, ago? No. This year. Oh, god damn it. Wow, <laughs> Torgo. <laughs> fucking joke. Wake the fuck up, oh, dude. dude. But I didn't have any last night either. Um, we played Disney villains. Oh, yes. Tell me oh, about yes. Disney villains. Captain Tell him about Disney good. villains, no, Matt. No, no, I don't remember no, this one. Was I not there for this? No, no this oh, is okay. the last one. This was uh, oh, yesterday. Oh, okay. Duck Builder ago. game. You played the classic Disney villains Something. like Queen of Hearts, Maleficent, Captain Hook, Jafar. 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 I was Jafar. Prince John from Robin Hood. Ursula. You say Ursula? Ursula. Joker Ursula. is the only fool. Is this a board game, card Do game? Do anything for you? Yes. yes. Both? It's, it's a, a deck builder. Pretty it's, much a card game, yeah. But it's a deck weird builder. deck builder where everyone has their own deck. Um, I didn't get the Torgo cringe from that one. That's awesome. Yeah. You got the Torgo. I <laughs> it's not just even, don't care. <laughs> do not the, engage. Do not engage. Yeah, that's what you got. Plow on through. <laughs> okay, so you are the villains trying to do what? Uh, Everyone's trying to do something different. Yep. Each, okay. Each, so you have like um, a villain card sheet in front of you. And it has four locations on it. Four or three? Four. Four. And there's objectives. So Captain Hook's got to beat uh, Peter Pan uh, inside the Jolly Roger, which it happens to be one of the locations, so his ship. Um, Queen of Hearts is what? What about it? What are you, what are you trying to do? You're the trying objective, to, yeah. You're trying to uh, you put the card, the guards. You're trying to put out guards across all your locations and then turn them into wickets and shoot a shot through the wickets, which is... Not easy. Wow, it sounds a little complex. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's got their own objective. <clears throat> the simplest is Prince John, who just has to pick up uh, 20 power points. Yeah, there's a cauldron in the middle. It's full of uh, little tokens, which represent power. You pick uh, it up as you move your character, yep. and that's, it's, you spend that on certain cards that require it to use them. The box is really simple looking and i think that's a lot of people are missing it because of that because i see a lot of them at the stores it is yeah, it's very this, very basic but once you open the box the game design is so beautiful the cauldron nice. the cauldron is a little work of art and it's nice the, the meeples the meeples are gorgeous I would, yes. I, I would, I would, and, have, the best and, one, yeah. and have sharp edges yes they do <laughs> oh Oh, cut happened? a fool of Disney villains. Somebody may have thrown a game piece. Yes, <laughs> someone wait. threw a game piece. Wait, what? Who? Somebody, somebody might have irritated Paulette to the point that she grabbed a game piece and threw it. And it wasn't Matt. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, it Ma was Major Matt took a f yeah. Captain oh Hook facial to the Major oh Matt. Oh my! And it was funny. She and it was it was like a beat or two after too. Yeah. He said his whatever the fuck he said, mm -hmm. and then like ah, blah, blah blah blah, and suddenly Paulette's hand whips out, grabs Matt's piece. That's right. <laughs> and woo! And it pew right <laughs> off his face. Amazing. Major Matt he took was a not Captain happy. Hook to the chin. <laughs> yeah, he was he, not happy. And he's like, oh, it was kind of a breaking of the whole contract right there. It was uh, a. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little extreme. It's, it's assault, actually. Technically, yeah. it's assault. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, too. Because, uh, yeah, I don't... I think... I wasn't happy she I, did that. 
<laughs> I don't think rum cake was terribly sympathetic with him. No, no. <laughs> no, she was she was like, Yeah, you go, girl. I'm like, Listen, I want to do it for years. Because <laughs> he was pissing them both off. Oh, he was really His right. His wife and my wife. He was he was on a roll. Yeah. But the yeah, the game design is beautiful and it's not terribly expensive. It's under forty dollars, I think. Nice. Yeah. And yeah. you fight you fight against the heroes. Like uh, I played Captain Hook, so Peter Pan was my big bad guy I had to beat. He had the Lost Boys and Wendy and all that. You have a fate deck. And I forgot about that. One of the things the villains can do is activate fate, which means like if I put my piece on a location that has a fate marker, I can go, Todd, I'm going to fate you. And we pull the top two fate cards from your deck, and I choose which one to lay down. And the card could be something that happens, a condition. It can also be a hero. Um, and it was really funny. The because, villains are fighting the heroes. Yeah, the villains are fighting heroes. Uh, Matt, Matt just he faded um, Lewis in the first game, and then pulled King Richard. King Richard, and he just slapped it down. And it's funny because you had a card called effects. And effects are how you make things happen. And King Richard says, Prince John can't play any effects. And that's how he gets rid of heroes. So <laughs> he Lewis, so pissed. right in the first round, gets royally fucked. <laughs> Which is what kept him from beating us in the first two turns. Yeah, you will like yeah. this game, Torgo. There's plenty of fuck you yeah, and yeah. backstabbing. It, it's and funny. All the villains are fighting each other. It's funny because Ooh. you only work from your own decks... So to mess with you, I have to make you draw from your fate deck. There are also things where if Andy or if any character does X, I can play a card right away and get some power points or draw a card or, you know, something like that. So there are also effects where people do things you can actually benefit from it <clears throat> for yourself. So it, it, it actually has a number of mechanics that keeps the keeps moving. Even as you go round by round, people are doing things and running around. It's a two to six player game. Yeah, which, which is, is the thing weird. I'm noticing. Well no six it, players. I'm noticing that there's more games out there that are for six people now. Most of the games up, up till now have maxed out of five Especially or then or, or goes yeah. to big ones. So I, I think I think uh, the game designers are starting to realize that people play in Sure, but it's hard to build a game, especially that kind that can have that many players without breaking it in some regard. I know. So that's impressive. Yep. That's essentially the, uh, why I bought it. It was like two to six. Sweet. Andy yep. broke the, the game the second time we played. He won in two rounds. He also cheated. Yeah, we kind of... It was like four or five rounds, but I won quickly. But he cheated? Well, everyone was getting beat up and tired at that point, and so we, there's a lot of little things to keep track of. Lots of them. Yeah, and, and I overlooked something, so I played two cards instead of one. Gotcha. And, so, I, and I, I, I outed myself once I realized it, but because again, you're trying to keep track of stuff. You? But uh, but that time, I was like, yeah, we're done with this game. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're. What was the unicorn card game that we played? Oh, um, that was called uh, Unstable Unicorns, and Unstable. that was fun too. Okay. Unstable yeah. Unicorns. Yeah, it's um, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, wow. that really brought out the best in Deb. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, Deb and Paulette. Very competitive. Yeah. Oh, boy. Deb and Paulette so, were, were like competing with each other to fuck the rest of us over in that game. So whenever Deb and Barry come to town, I make it a point. I don't care if I lose. I'll burn all my resources just to make sure she doesn't win. 
like a pro. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a uh, that's glorious. It's actually that's a very that's a relatively cheap game too. That's under okay. twenty bucks, I think. Nice. Yeah. So that's very fun. It's it's unstable. Unicorns. Relatively simple. You're basically just trying to get six unicorns in front of you. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of screw you cards. So you a know, lot of screw you. So cards. once you get your unicorn up, it's very likely it'll get knocked Nay. out. Nay, exactly. It's <laughs> one of the cards. That's, um, that's cute. But it also has a mechanic that when the deck ends, you just whoever has the most unicorns when the deck when you run out of the deck, you don't reshuffle the deck. So it doesn't go on forever. Yeah, which it could if you reshuffle the deck. Yeah, it was good because yeah, that that was one nice thing about it because that's one of the things I often reason one of the reasons I often don't like to play those types of card games because when you get to the bottom of the deck, you reshuffle and then it goes on like another hour. But this had and a finite amount of cards that you had to deal with. And so it still took us about an hour and a half to play that game, right? Um, Maybe an hour? Maybe an hour. Probably an hour. Okay. So it was about an hour. And uh, it was really interesting because there's a lot of the unicorns have special abilities. Um, there are cards that you can hold in your hand that you don't necessarily play. Um, there's like card swap like deck swaps, like somebody can play a card ah, and they yes. immediately they take every card in your deck. Ah, so yes. If, so if you were you were, you know, favorite porn right hoarding, there, hoarding a card or two to <laughs> to play at a strategic moment, you can suddenly find yourself with nothing good yeah. to play, which happened to me. It's another <laughs> uh, it's another uh, two to eight player game, I think too, if I remember. I think yeah. In fact, uh, didn't Deb win based on one of the cards that I had? Was uh this one of the cards that I have? It was like uh. It's like Big Tony or something is the name of the unicorn. I think it's a double unicorn. And it's a double unicorn. It's a, it, That uh, unicorn counts for two. Yeah. Otherwise, if you at the end of the game, if you're tied, if, you have the, if everyone has the same, if you have two people have the same number of unicorns, then it's the uh, player who has the unicorns with the most letters in the names. You count up the letters in the unicorn's names, and that one person wants. a way of breaking it up. Yeah. Well, I got a hold of Fallout 76. Oh, Finally, Gamefly <laughs> sent me Fallout 76 because Lord knows I wasn't going to buy it until I played it. And now you're not going to buy it. And I've played it, and I don't think I'm going to buy it. Nope. But that's it. That, that's that's the, that's the caveat. I, I don't think I'm going to buy it because as much hate as this game got and deserves, I okay. might add, uh, there's some fun things to it. Uh but I don't know if they are fun enough on a long enough scale to continue on. Like a long-term? Yes. It, it scratches a Fallout itch for me in the, the regard of wandering to locations yes. and looting things. Right. Okay. And taking them loots and being able to use that to build things in your, your base or whatever. And it's still a gorgeous game. What little I got to see of him play it. Uh, Here's what's it nice good. regarding graphically. It's it one... It's an asset flip of a game. It it is Fallout Four in assets. Because when I'm going through the game, I'm like, I recognize all this stuff from Fallout Four. Every chair, every counter. It's a reskin Fallout Four. Yeah, and they, it's it's like they wanted to make like a Fallout New Vegas kind of thing, where it's like we're using the assets from Fallout Three, but now we're using that to tell a whole new story. And Fallout New Vegas was great. And this one's like, well, we're using the same assets from Fallout 4 to create an online survival game of Fallout in this gigantic map. It's colorful, which so, is something that Fallout has never been. Yeah. And that's nice. 
It's so pr- it's pretty in that regard. Fallout Four is the one that takes place in Boston. Uh, f- yes. Okay. So what's where's this one take place? Uh, this one takes right? or yeah, Virginia this, or something. Yeah, yeah, West Virginia. Exactly. And, and to show you how much of just a reskin this Mama. is, the radio stations are exactly the same as Fallout Four. Because yeah. I'm like, that's one of the things I was excited about. It's like, oh, cool. Since because they, they obviously bought. Um, Right, country roads because right. they use that in the advertisement, right. and then you hear it in the passing radios that you go by in buildings. So they have that, but that seems to be the only song I recognize so far that's not in a previous Fallout. Mm-hmm. And so I would really like some new music because I'm tired of Fallout Four music. Country roads was written on a stoop in Brooklyn by two people who had never been to West Virginia. Makes sense. Yeah. That's, and you've told us that before. I know. It's a great fact. And it's a fact fun, check, everybody. It's a fun <laughs> moment in uh, Kingsman Golden Circle. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure who this game is for. And that that's the maddening thing. Well, people who like Kingsman Golden Circle. Obviously. Right. <laughs> and, and my fun facts. It's not enough of a role-playing game for those into the Fallout RPG. The survival stuff is easy. How would uh, you do with the open mic? Uh, easy. I shut the whole goddamn thing off. Yeah, I'm, not li- I'm not listening to anybody's mics. I don't I have mine on. Yeah. I don't couple, care. A couple people ran up to him, tried to talk to him, and then ended up running away yep. when he didn't respond because he just kept doing his own thing while they're trying to talk to because him. Because the whole conceit is with uh, Bethesda is that here's Fallout, but the only humans in the game are humans that you run into. So if you want to do trading, it's got to be with other humans, aside from the robots you're coming to. So every human you see is another character being played by another person. In a game, I think each game holds like 30 people tops. But where it breaks is that they can't give you quests. There's no quest that you're going to get from another player. Trading is a headache. Players have names like Baba Boom Seventy Two, so that kind of breaks the whole thing. Plus, everyone's running around jumping like fools because that's what you do apparently as a player character in a game. So, and there's no vats either. So, yeah, vats is yeah should never have been put in the game the way they did it. What what are vats? Okay, vats was one of the best ways to experience combat in Fallout games Vault, in the past. Uh, Vault-Tec assisted targeting system, right? Sure. Something like that? The uh, What it comes down to is you would hit VATS, which is the button on the top. It would pause time, and then you could choose a portion of whatever you're shooting at or now, aiming at, to, and it shows the percentage of how you're going to hit that. You say, yep, that one, you enter it in, time unfreezes and you either hit it or you don't it's to fix a system that really wasn't built for first person shooting okay even though it's a first person game i've seen don't come doing that sure and and it's a great part of fallout it's one of the most fun parts of combat but since this is an always online game you can't do that you can't stop time when everybody else is running in the same moment so instead it's an aim assist and it's not a very good aim assist. No. But you kind of need the aim assist because everything runs around like it's a jaggedy fool. Mm. It's a very old engine. Yes. It, it, it's showing that they, they build this game on an engine that can't handle it. Oh. Uh, and the game, because there are no humans to give you quests or to get you involved in the story, so to speak, 
the game just feels empty. Is the, there a character design level so all the characters don't look the same? Yeah, the first thing you do is you design what you look like, but all fallouts have done that. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't care to go around with anybody. I was right. It is Vault Tech Assisted Targeting System. I'm glad I got good, that. My memory is working a little bit <laughs> <All right>. today. <laughs> Thank you, Fact Check 80s. <laughs> I didn't doubt you on that one. I believed you. My OCD kicked in. I had to know. Now, am I having some fun with it? Yes, I am. I'm only about 10th level, and one thing this does get right is finding the little pockets of civilization that has a small story to tell that you kind of learn from looking around the environment. There's there's no quest given to you. All the quests are go over here to this safe and get a holotape, listen to it, to send you over to this safe that has a holotape in it, and listen to it, and then go up to this tower in a box as a holotape, and listen to it, you won the quest. And that's about as exciting as they get. Go co- collect all the bottles in this area. Uh, collect all the this the compressed food, soup fat, and throw it in the thing to the machine to mix for some reason. It's an uninteresting quest system. Whereas Fallout has in the past has a lot of really cool stories to it some of them fall apart but a lot of them are really really good and very very engaging and you have factions and you have politics and you end up choosing a side and whatever side you end up choosing you end up altering the world of fallout in some usually horrible way that ends in some kind of crater here you're not affecting anything it's an mmo in that regard you're a fine example of this. I had to clear out an airport terminal of zombies they call the scorched, basically. Just people that were on fire and still alive. I don't know. Because I haven't gotten that far in the explanation, I guess. So I, I cleared it out. Yay. And there was a little store in there. And I forgot to go to it, go back to it. And just a little robot that's going to trade stuff. Great. So I left the building. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I forgot to go back to the store. I walked back in. And the whole place respawned all zombies. <laughs> So I'm not going to go through all this again just to go talk to the robot. So there's no sense of permanence in anything you do. There doesn't seem to be an end game to this at all. They, the end game, as far as I can see, is that eventually you can find codes to drop a nuke somewhere in the game. Uh, and then it continues. I don't know what this game's for. But it's an MMO. It's it's a survival MMO with very bad shooting mechanics, so it's bad for people who want shooters. Mm. Survival is easy, so it's not people who like Rust who wants a hardcore survival game or Ark. I just don't know. Now they they're talking. They it's not done well. Bethesda has it, it's had. See, like they a, didn't listen to eighties on that. Yeah, you're right. It's got to be done well. It's got to be done well. My PR firm was not consulted. Oh, see, they're doing it wrong. I also think the survival genre is kind of a year ago. Yeah, that, that's that that train's kind of passed. I yeah. mean, it has its fans, but it's now a niche genre. Now it's I mean, battle it's always royale. kind of been niche, but it's even more so now because everyone's on the battle royale. Battle royale, yeah. A good friend of mine got dragged to some weird cult this week. It was it was it was weird and sad, and and then now he's like sitting on a computer all the time. And uh, oh, UK, sorry. How are you playing the World of Warcraft guy? <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it playing. Yeah, uh, I spent about 
half hour, 40 minutes trying to figure out how to get out of my hot rod. <laughs> oh, and, oh uh, God. You're playing the goblins and the hot rods. Yeah, because oh. I was told Goblin Rogue, that's a good start to get things quick and find stuff and do things that and was, stuff. That was the straw that broke me out of that game. Yeah, well, I can understand why. Go get the replacement parts. And I went to this place. This It's on the map. It's highlighted. It's got a little number one. And I'm looking around. There's no prompt to speak to anybody. Everyone I click on, it says nothing. And I can't find any parts. And I'm wandering around. And then I stumble across one part. I see a little glow. And I click on it. You've got one part. And that's it. I went to other places and I couldn't figure out how to get the other parts. And I'm just like, you've got part. This they're is all laying on the ground. Fun. Congratulations, you just played Fallout 76. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, fuck. And also, I'm just like, just, you know what? I'm not terribly interested in the goblin world. So it's like, especially when everyone's driving a hot rod everywhere around yeah. the city. That so I was like, fuck awful. it. I just I'm gonna have to you know dig around. So <clears throat> that that's my issue with MMOs in general versus a single player experience. With a single player experience, you feel like you're having an effect on the world. You're seeing things in the world change because it's designed to change based on what your character does. In an MMO, nothing changes. Everything is where it was. The same people that gave you the quest is giving the same person behind you the same quest. You're going off to kill the dragon. You kill the dragon. Then there's a guy waiting in line for that dragon to respawn. There's no permanence. And that hurts me in an MMO. Now. Now I kind of want to see like a short story or a short film uh, from the point of view of one of those quest givers. It was like repeating the same quest over and over. It's going to be a goddamn go. short story. It's basically Clerks. Yeah, I can kind of get behind that. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a game coming out this year, a couple months away, I think, called Anthem. And it's much like Destiny, where it's a persistent online shooter. But the city that you come back to, if I'm reading this right, is your own. Whereas only you affect that city that you're coming back to. So it has a sense of permanence, a, a sense of change in the world. You know, and then you, go, then you go out to new multiplayer the quests and get go together, and then there's ones you fight against PvP. So not based on the Ayn Rand book? Go, go, go <laughs> I don't want to burst your bubble about Anthem, but it's made by EA, and that's all you need to know. Don't even bother. Right. Oh. It's, I, it's, I expect them to screw it up with yeah. microtransactions and exactly. all the other crap. And exactly. then Fallout 76, full of microtransactions. Fuck you. And, yeah, so, of course, I don't expect EA to well, that, change that, their tune. That was part of my thing, too, because... Somebody in the guild I'm in was leaning on me heavy to to start farming. You got to farm. You got to mine. You got to pick up stuff so you can sell it because you got to get that stuff so that you can buy playtime. Because we they because they they, they did they did that now and and it was just like I I don't I'm I'm not concerned I'm not concerned about that. You guys and uh, a little bit of backstory the the gamer group gang rehabbed. An old computer, one of Matt's old Matt's old WoW computer. They cleared it, they cleaned it, and they got it all set up. Took forever and gave to get the it porn off me. it. And uh, they no gave it to there. me. <laughs> and wasn't your computer. Andy. Also set me up with a Battle.net account. Okay. So I'm good. I I have Warcraft, and I'm all set to go. And I have the the Battle.net until June, and like. 
Somebody wants me to have all sorts of shit saved up so I can start getting free playtime by June. Whereas my concern is I just want to level up so I can unlock Nightborn because that's the race that interests me. And it's an yeah. unlockable, so you have to unlock it, and then I can set up the character I'm interested in playing. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, Goblin Rogue, you can stealth, and you can, you know, and then you can and do the bank. And, the, and I'm you like... You stealth at a hot rod? Yeah. Oh, that's weird. There no, you, no, 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 no. No, you don't. That's the thing. It's just <laughs> like, okay, this this is, this is nothing like... This isn't what I'm here for, so... I'm like, all right, I'm just going to give myself, uh, I don't know, an elf with a Use bow or something. Use my advice. Play what you enjoy. Don't worry about free time and all that crap. Uh, yeah. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, like you like the game before you decide to exactly. invest time to put more exactly. in. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you know, there was somebody who was, had strong opinions. So Two people, actually. <laughs> yeah. Two people. Yeah. So it was just sort of like, ah. Oh. So see, see, that's how you get meeples thrown at you. Yeah. Yeah. So Fallout 76. <laughs> Pointy meeples. I'm enjoying parts of it, but I understand where all the hate's coming from, and it's it's, it's good reason. Didn't they fire the guy? Um, who was the the main PR guy behind that? Because Todd Howard. I thought they fired somebody. I know. I, I know. I, Activision I, fired the CFO today. Oh, I have no idea. Wow. I was it when yeah. oh, stuff's God. happening. Yeah. Today. Uh, yeah, Happy today. New Year! <laughs> oh, like yesterday or whatever, something. Oh, probably shit. yesterday. Usually, He's all the big gone. corporate firings happen right before the New Year. Yeah, they're they're talking about patching in all this new stuff, and they're saying we're going to patch in stuff that makes you allows you to permanently alter the world. And I'm like, why wasn't that in there to begin with? Why why are you releasing a a, a buggy game that's only partially full of things to do? Yeah. Because that is the modern day AAA gaming. But that's just it. It isn't that. This is worse than that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, there is that whole let's release it. It's good enough to play, and we'll patch you know, it. DLC and then this DLC. They then. give we'll release and it gives us a week to patch it. And sure, and the patches keep coming. But this is beyond that. This this is this is a game that just feels empty, and that's sad because Fallout deserves better. You know what? I'm glad Fallout 76 came because it's starting off the whole gamer backlash of the AAA co- uh, community, our community, companies. It was, what is it? Activision Blizzard down 43% stock price. EA, like, I think I think us as gamers are finally done. There's, there's good reason. I, I did yeah. not, I have gotten most of the Assassin's Creed games over the years because they were very good. But the last one, Origins, Kind of broke it for me. Uh, not, it's not the last one because I've released one since, but that was the one that st- stopped me from getting them anymore. Was because the, was the game that was the broken? Straw that broke it's, the it's not that this game's broken. They are doing free to play stuff in the game to get you to buy things. Oh, okay. So they're intentionally making the game a grind, in, so that you will pay for it to no longer be a grind. Mm. They're making the game intentionally unenjoyable to get you to spend money. And that, and apparently it's even worse than the one that they released, the Odyssey, I think it was, that's based on Greek yes. Greek history. Yeah. That one, I hear, is just a, a, even worse in that regard. So, so it's just a naked cash grab, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. everybody's going towards, like, the loot cash, this, well, that. I mean, yeah, it's I know. Ridiculous. And 
everybody. The arguments the companies make is that, you know, that they spend all this money on the development and at 60 bucks a pop, they're really not recouping, which is a bold-faced lie, especially given the grueling hours and brutal conditions a lot of these developers are being forced to endure to actually write and craft the game, not to mention the fact that they're also um, typically, you know, contracted out for a very limited time and are often let go before their contract is even up. And then there's, you know, a few small core developers that are left to finish the game, which is why a lot of times games get shipped incomplete and then they patch it as they go. So, I mean, you know what I hate too? The whole pre order bullshit. <laughs> because that was a system when you had the physical disc. Yeah. There was supply. So pre-order, right. you want your copy. Now everything's digital. There is no supply and demand bullshit. The last Halo game you got, Fucking, Jeff, that yeah. didn't come with a disc. That came with a download thing, didn't it? It came with the download. And then I found out like after I got it and I had already started installing it that you could call up Microsoft and they would send you a physical disc in place of the code, but it invalidated your code immediately. So I would have had to have wait, waited like another two or three days to play it while they shipped me the physical copy. So you the buy physical the big copy. box with yeah. the statues and everything yep. in there and all the special gear, yep. but you can't play the game if you want a physical copy. You have to wait. Yep. And, and I also this, didn't know... This is the know, thing that's breaking what you're saying, Matt. And also what I didn't know is Absolutely. that even with the digital download, you could have put... I could have... Because I got it a couple of days before the official launch because I had ordered it online. Sure. They actually shipped it to me. I got it a couple of days early. What I found out was if I had put the code in immediately, it would have started downloading the game and been ready to play at 12.01 the day of right. release. I didn't know that. It wasn't anywhere in the instructions. And, you know, there you go. So well, now I know that now mm-hmm. if I ever get another game that, all they give me is the digital code. Sure, but, I get it. But I, 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 I waited nearly eight hours for Fallout 76 to install because yeah. of all the patching that had to be done to right. it. Right. Well, I mean, Red Dead, yeah. we got it was a two-disc set, and you said how many hours? I can't six? remember, but it was a lot. It was like six hours, I think you told me, from the time you popped in the first disc yeah. to... I put it in the Xbox, and then I played PlayStation 4. I just yeah. like these games where you, you open up the box, and you pull out the cards and the meeples, and it's all See, there. that's nice. Yeah. See, that's it's nice. It's all set there. That's good. <clears throat> it was even better Tabletop. back in the day when you guys would just grab some rocks. Or yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, that, uh, the problem, uh, problem with those games is eventually the game always became throw the rocks at the little guy. Mm. Right. Well, you know, hit them with the sharp edges. Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, I learned it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess we're uh, we're progressive because in our game, it's the big guy with the unnaturally long arms who got pelted. This is true. <laughs> this is true. It's very progressive. So. I like it. I guess I did get to see a couple of movies. Yeah, yeah. Aquaman. Um, late. Uh, no, I didn't get to see anything in the theaters. Oh. This is like get home, zone out on the couch, and watch movies. <laughs> you were K- you were K- so into it. K- so so I'm ready to talk, and then he's like, I oh, still nothing haven't new. seen it. I saw um, Trading Places on like a <laughs> copy. What? It's a wonderful life. <laughs> the, oh wow! The, the one that I wanted to mention, which because I, I thought it was, uh, it has an interesting um, connection to the Marvel universe, is uh, the Red Sparrow, the Jennifer Lawrence film. Oh, I didn't see. That I one. watched that, and as I'm watching it, the whole time I'm sitting there thinking to myself, they could easily have taken this script, done a little bit of tweaking, and made it the Black Widow backstory. I do think you, that was. Do you think it was originally written that way? I don't know. 
don't know if it was I a don't spec know for script sure. or if they were just like, look, you guys, if you would just give Scarlet her movie, this is what it would be. But uh, yeah, it, it's it was it was an interesting film. It wasn't a great film, but it was it was it was fun enough that I I liked it. But there's a twist that you get at the end, which I'm sitting here thinking I'm like, that's very reminiscent of something I think that Black Widow would do. Mm-hmm. So did you just did you see Atomic Blonde recently? Do I remember it? Yeah, Atomic Blonde is amazing. I just saw that yesterday. I saw that in the theaters when it came out uh, because I had listened to. Uh, uh, a lot of the interviews leading up to it, and they said it's a very 80s soundtrack driven. It's yeah. also um, like, um, uh, shoot, I'm totally blanking out on the the the, the people that are in the movie right now. Um, Charlie's Theron. Charlie's Theron, but no, the other guy. Um, guy uh, Pierce or not? Guy no, Pierce, guy, um, um, James McAvoy. McAvoy, thank you. Well, so thank you. the two of them were being interviewed on Sirius XM, and I was listening to them in the car, and they. <coughs> They were both talking about how um, they worked directly with the director and the writers, and they were talking about how the movie got developed and everything. And I was fascinated got very emotional. with how, how positive they were about the film. And you don't typically get that from a lot of actors. I mean, they just seemed like they really enjoyed making the film. So I'm like, all right, well... It sounds like it's be something right up my alley. So I went and saw it in the theaters, and I would, the action sequences were amazing. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and the soundtrack, like I said, was great too. And then come to find out that yes, Charlize Theron did use a stunt double for some of it, but a lot of it was her. Mm. And she said she got so she's like, you know, the character in the movie like reveals a lot of these bruises, and like like because there's a scene in the movie where she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's covered with bumps and bruises and right. so forth. She said that that's very reminiscent of one of the times that she got home after doing a day's worth of shooting. And she looked herself in the mirror and was like, what the? She's just like noticing all these black spots on her body yeah. from where she got hit and stuff. So I, I love that they dusted off a, a lesser known David Bowie song too for that. Yes. Oh, love that song. Absolutely. But it got so, fire with gasoline. But yeah, it's it's a great movie. I really really liked it a lot. All right, so the new movies into the Spider Verse. <laughs> yes, and Aquaman, Aquaman was great, Aquaman. but so, so um, but the Spider Verse was amazing. Those are the two movies on my list right now, and I haven't been able to go see them. So this is what we're going to do in classic Geek Shock fashion. We'll talk a little bit of it here, non-spoilery. Yes. Next week we'll talk spoiler on it. I have not seen it. I got to see both of them. Hopefully, I can in this week. And I actually am probably going to go see Bumblebee as well. Wow. A uh, good friend of mine I went to high school with, still stay in touch with, uh, told me that um, it is the most anti-Bay Transformers film to date. Yeah, I hear there's he a good that, one out there now. He said that it's 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 very well written. Um, it's a prequel it too, it's right? Not all, yeah, it's not all flash and, and bang like, like Bay wants to do with it. He said, and it seems to tie into the cartoon story that we're all familiar with. So he said, I don't want to tell you too much more. And I'm like, that's fair. So um, he really enjoyed it. So I will definitely go see that at some point here so when I get another day off. <laughs> so let's get your impressions of Spider-Verse and Aquaman. Yeah, well, um, right off the bat, uh, Spider-Verse has two um, post-credit scenes. One is right at the end after everything. So after it's, and it's totally worth waiting for. Everything. Aquaman has... One and it's pretty early on in the credits. Yeah, 
And if, like me, you're watching into the Spider-Verse crossing your legs waiting for that last one, between the first... Uh, between before the between the first post credit scene and the last post credit scene, there's plenty of time to learn the restroom. Okay, <clears throat> okay. It's a long. It's animation, so there's a sure. million credits. But uh, yeah, Aquaman is probably the second best of the more recent DC movies. Uh, I, I assume Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yeah. Um, and amazingly, they make that orange armor look good. Yeah, they actually made it work. Yeah, it's pretty and, good. And just fun, not in insanely illogical. My, my actually, Matt Mira was really cool in it. Um, I'm trying to do it without spoilers. Um, I, I mean, I just absolutely enjoyed it. I, would, I don't regret seeing that at all. Spider Verse, I would go see again tomorrow, and I want to see lots of other movies done in that animation style. It's almost, um, it's kind of what Sinkovich did to comics when he when he started doing New Mutants. When he just said, you know, somewhere early on in his run, he was like, well, you know what? Let's just go crazy and, and do Ralph Steadman stuff here. There's all kinds of different animation styles in the movie, and they all work together in a weird way. Yeah, they, they fit everything together nicely. They tribute every damn thing. Every, you know, you got, you, you'll have a moment in there, you're like, oh, that's Ditko. You know, you even Kirby, who wasn't really involved with Spider-Man, but boy, oh boy, magnificent use of Kirby dots. Oh ah. my God, just spectacular. And excellent use of the whole screen. I mean, there are several points where Kingpin is the whole screen, and it's just a black swash with his head at the top. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did have to explain to one of my coworkers who's going to take his kids to see the film, and he's like, before I go see this, he's like, what's up with the spider ham thing? And I said, he's like, did they just make that up for the kids' movie? And I'm like, no, that's a real thing. All of these characters. Peter, Peter Porker is a is a real character. All, yeah. all of the characters that appear in this are actually yeah. appear in comics first, which I, there were several I didn't know. Uh, I really want to hunt down the, uh, the uh, Marvel noir books that they did, apparently. 2009, I think. Yeah, and it'll be fun to see if you recognize voices because, mm. like the the, uh, the something Andy was just talking about at the end of the movie when I checked the credits, I was like, "Oh my god!" Because you sit there the whole movie. Going, Is that no? That's no. It's not X. That's Y. No. Is that X? No. And then you see the credits and you're like, "Holy shit! It was X." It's great. It's really great. It 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 very well done. The characters are nice, nicely done. Um, it does have one plot chestnut. We'll discuss this non-spoilery that I'm a little tired of, but overall, I mean the the whole thing. The animation was just great. The pacing and the timing, just the way the fight scenes play out, is very very well executed just great so terrific well we'll talk about it a little deeper when uh, a few more of us have seen it for yeah. next week and Kay and I are catching up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so we're finally three or four episodes away from what's left on Netflix I ah. think yeah nice it's yeah. been work it's uh, I really enjoyed right. that second half of that last season the book club book first one of the year is you Oh. By Carolyn uh, Kepnes. Yeah, you. 80s draft the book. Oh, wow. 
It's not, it's not me. It'd be, it'd be a short book. It's you. Oh, very popular oh, book. It'd be a very it's long, a very long book, book, baby. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Yeah, you is uh, is fairly wow. popular. There's been quite a few people trying to get it on Libby and whatnot, and have having to like your wait for this book is 60, 70 days. So. Yeah, it's it's high demand. It's a very popular book. They made it into a series. I know it's on Netflix, miniseries. Really? Uh, back to one of my coworkers, like you got to see this show on Netflix. It's called You, and I'm like, I think I know what you're talking about because I think we're about to read it. So this this book has been suggested for the club for uh, quite a few nominations, and uh, it it finally won. So I'm excited to read it. In fact, I've already started. It starts off with a bang. I will say that. So we'll be opening discussions on that for, on the 8th, for that's the first book, club book of the year. Yeah. Anything else before we continue, gentlemen? Yeah, speaking of Libby, I got all excited. I got it downloaded. I was trying to configure it later in my library card info, and apparently my library card has expired now. Uh, Yeah. So... You know, you should have done that while you were at the library. Exactly. Well, but see, Hoopla, I can still download... And it hasn't given me any, like, your library card is set to expire, or it has expired. So uh-huh. you're knee-deep in the hoopla? <laughs> yes. Mm. <Man>, you <laughs> got to do the starship. But, yeah, so now i gotta, I got to go renew my library card. <laughs> library. You guys like 90. Gentlemen, we've received... We <laughs> received <laughs> all the comics I've, I've read on, on, on hoopla. Yeah. Okay. We received a bunch of gifts. Oh, my gosh. For Christmas. I got a bunch. pile right here. Now I'm going to... We're going to open up on the air... The, but oh, your favorite. But, uh, <laughs> of course, I will edit this down to be uh, as, as succinct as, as possible. Oh, and thank it. you for all the gifts. Wow, those are great, man. I yeah. really appreciate them all. Thank wow. you, everybody. The, the Reader's Digest Moving condensed on. version of the gift opening. All right. You having difficulties right. there? <laughs> I, I am. It kind of tells you what it is on the front. Does it? It's called universalyums.com. Oh, my. This is from Scoop Lansbury. They uh, got this for us for a gift. We will see one month of yums. And here's Scoop Lansbury gift. Hi, everyone. I, I volunteered to be sacrificed out of the Shock Monkey gift exchange and wanted to send you a little something fun your way. So, so instead of being the gift exchange, she sent us a box of snacks nice. from around the world. Does wow. it have to be sacrificed? Why can't you just be tribute? I like the uh, the image here with the uh, Chinese dragon and the Christmas tree and the, the menorah. It's, uh, very lot, lot, lots of awesome snacks. I have around no the world. idea how to pronounce any of this stuff. We're, we're gonna we're oh, gonna go through and divvy this up later. Thank you, Scoops Land. Very, this is very Straz very kind. Nikki Good lord! Sweet egg yolk flavored popcorn. Mm. Egg yolk flavored popcorn. Mm. I'm protein. You, you can Pandora with chocolate cream. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have this massive box, and I know this is from Shock Monkey yeah, Elizabeth. What's in the box? Uh, so I'm going to push this over toward Kay. Kay, go ahead and open this up. You guys go ahead and fight. There's one thing that's for Kay for sure, that he gets first dibs, but the rest Ooh. of us can just divvy up this box. So, so go ahead and just kind of quickly just divvy up the One box. thing's for me for sure. Oh, my God. This is <laughs> Use a, your words. This Art. is a Puppet Master action figure series of Blade. Oh, this is gorgeous. Oh, this is definitely mine. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. This is phenomenal. Wow. We got uh, R2-D2 that plugs in. We got some Boba Fett's. Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Where? We got Tiki's. Yeah. Cardassian Tiki. There's a Gorn. Gorn Tiki. Two Gorns. Tiki's. I love Tiki's. Uh, It's a bunch of pops. Everybody should be a Heimdall fan. Man in Black. 
So Ooh. I, I, I don't get what, Praetorian Guard from Star Wars. Ah. I don't get like what screams you though. Commander K. Oh, you found oh. it. <gasps> what is it? What is it? What is it? Oh, it's, it's marked. <laughs> we didn't have to guess. It's oh, that is marked. nice. Is that Lady Death? Yeah. It is. Wow. Nice. The Neil Gaiman Death. Oh, wow. my goodness. It's beautiful. That's a PX Previews exclusive. Mm. You went crazy. This is a lot of Jawa Tiki Tiki. I hope I, tiki. I hope some of this is stolen because this is expensive. This is <laughs> you hope some of this is stolen? Wow, Andy. Yeah, those I, I, we finally found a card, so I'm gonna go ahead and read that. Oh, a good. small token of my appreciation Matching? for the joy and the podcast bring me throughout the year. Divide us up as you will, with the exception of the one noted otherwise best, Elizabeth. Todd, Kirsten, Jeff, Andy, and Matt wish you a wonderful holiday season. Thanks for being the five brothers I never had. Thank you, wow. Elizabeth. Oh, shucks. Incredibly generous. I'd Very like that sweet death, of you. please. <laughs> <laughs> now we have one more package. Ooh. This one's from Jake. It comes with a card. Uh-oh. And on the front says uh, it's, it's, a, it's a picture of a pill bottle that says, screw it all. <laughs> yeah. Brand new treatment for holidays. Too many things to do, too many places to be, not enough time for yourself, no time to paint, just screw it all. So this is from Jake. This is his note. Hey fuckers. Yep, that time of the year again. I'll keep it short. Okay, Andy, that Warhammer guy. I saw these and figured I'd pick the ones best for you. 80s, I've been hanging out with this for a while. You should appreciate it. Also, even though you have said no hard feelings, I made a donation for dementia in honor of your mom. Thank you, Jake. Uh, and he gave me a quick note. Torgo, just open it. He, he, editing power, activate. <laughs> Another holiday. Screw it all and go celebrate. Happy holidays, you fuckers. Jake. Jake. Very kind of you. I already handed out the presents to all the, all the guys. Go oh, ahead and open them, gentlemen. I believe it has your name on there written somewhere. I got a Yoda Tiki. What do you have? Yay. A Yoda, Yoda Tiki. A Yoga, Yoda Tiki. Awesome. A Jawa. Oh, my God. We, I, I, I love the Tiki action here. Mmm. Drink you must. So many Tikis. <laughs> That's awesome. What you got, Jeff? Uh, I got the, the original NES Airwolf game. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I haven't seen this thing in 30 years. <laughs> oh, Jake. Oh, what, Jake. What is this it? What is, is it? beautiful. This is the Iron Maiden Trooper Premium British Beer set. Oh, wow. It is the actual Trooper beer with a Trooper glass. Nice. A pint glass. Mm. Pint glass with, the, with Eddie on it. It's been the Trooper Premium British Beer. Dude, this is fantastic. Thank that's you so amazing. much. And that's wow. going to help you edit, it says. Well, thank you, Jake. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Elizabeth. There's a lot of stuff. Lot making of this stuffs. making this Christmas merry. Mm. Making this new year happy. Okay, it is the time of the year where there is just no news. It's everybody recapping things. So what I have here is a bunch of red light, green lights. Yes. So we're going to definitely be doing that. But first... Oh. I want to know if there's anything you're looking forward to in this next year. This is the time we get to look ahead and hope. Captain Marvel, both of them. Captain Marvel, of course. Well, I, I saw the, I saw the, that. Oh, okay. oh, oh. Uh, when I went to see Aquaman, I actually went to see Aquaman and Spider-Verse. A preview came on that actually made me just oh. delighted. <laughs> I'm almost like the preview, the fact the preview existed more than the movie. Uh, Artemis Fowl. Oh wow! Artemis Fowl and then the what I've what they saw, showed in the previews looks great. 
Wow. I'm gonna I'm gonna reread the whole Artemis Fowl series because they're they're easy. They're quick reads. Right. They're they're young adult. Books, they're young right? adult, but they're yeah. I've I've never read them. I screw should. Harry Potter. Ah. These are so much cooler. I, I know them by name, but I know nothing oh. beyond. Um, Artemis Fowl is a ten-year-old uh, criminal genius. Um, who's uh, young enough to believe in fairies and smart enough to know how to catch them. Oh. So uh, he, uh, yeah, he basically gets all involved in the fairy world. In the first book, it switches from chapter to chapter, whether you're following from his point of view or from the fairy world point of view. And the fairy world is, is you know, delightfully weird, full of uh, puns. Like the, uh, uh, his main, the main people he's going up against are the, uh, the, the fairy cops, the leprechaun. It was very Xanth. No, without the no, misogyny. No, because all the diff- all the books have different plots. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's not the same plot over and over and over. Again. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's 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 delightfully amoral is not the right word, but he's definitely not afraid of, of committing crimes to get what he wants. His bodyguard slash butler is named Butler because the family is that's where the name Butler comes from is that family, and oh. they've been with his family forever. That's his real name. Yeah, his name wow. is Butler. That's kind of adorable. Yeah. So you're looking for Artemis Fowl? I'm still looking forward to Artemis Fowl. What else are you looking forward to, gentlemen? I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. This is the year my Warhammer game ramps up. Oh. I've already taken the time off for work. In a month, the LVO comes to Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Open. Mm. That is the one of the biggest Warhammer tournaments in the world. And it's here in Las Vegas at Bally's. It's been doing this for a while. It's kind of like... A Vegas secret? Because no one knows it's happening? I actually was going to tell you about it, but I guess you already knew. I, I first found out about it a couple years ago. Where Two years ago was the first time I ever saw it, and that was kind of the impetus behind my... Re- uh, that and you, Matt, were the impetus in returning me to Warhammer. And then, of course, War Room Games kind of just... I can't was, picture... Was the run batted in. I can't picture the convention space in Bally's. They take it all. Is there a convention? I yeah. can't remember where yeah. I can't remember. Maybe I've never done a gig there. Uh, I've taken all three days off, so I will be going to it all three days. So if any of you are going to LVO, I hope to run into you there. Come say hi if you find me, because I'll be wandering, watching people just playing games and how, looking how very expen- lost. How expensive is it to go? Cheap. It's like 40 bucks for all three days. Nice. So single and when day. when is it? It is the February 8th, 9th, 10th, I think. Cool. Second week of. All right. So, and it's not just Warhammer. It's basically any tabletop miniature war game. So you have X-Wing. You have uh, Malifaux, uh, War Machine. What about that? It was Malifaux. What's the one with the weird sort of, sort of steampunk monster? That's, That's Malifaux. Malifaux. Okay, yeah. yeah. So. I want to see some of that played live, yeah. But, of course, the massive one is Warhammer. They have a room that's just for that. And, it, and it's big prize tournament, so the... People come from all over the world to sweet win this thing. Wow! Is there is there like a little bit of golden demon there too? Yes, they, there's also painting competition there. Uh, it's put on by Frontline Gaming. Been doing this for ages apparently. And uh, also, what I'm excited about is there are painting classes put on by Golden Demon. Now, if you don't know what the Golden Demon is, you probably don't. That is the major Warhammer painting competition. You win the Golden Demon, you're one of the best of the best. And these guys go to these places and give 
classes on how to paint varying styles. And one of my favorite Warhammer paintings, Sam painter Sam Lentz is going to be there. So I'm planning on taking some of his classes. And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I want to up my painting game. That's what I'm looking forward to this year. You should get him to sign like the side of your tank or something. Just like no, that's my painting job. He can't have it. Maybe the bottom. Maybe there you the go. bottom. Maybe yeah. I'll have you. This is a Maybe. Sam Lentz autographed. Maybe get him to sign your bottom. Yeah, mm. yeah, that's how it's Gotta done. Gotta pay extra for that. I'll pay it. I'll, I'll lay it, lay that cash. There's out. a lot there. <laughs> <laughs> so I am hoping this the detailing this, uh, though the detailing. This is my hope, <laughs> and I don't know if it'll happen. But that's what I'm going to lean toward. For I think it's a 2,500 point army to get into LVO. Something it's like two thousand like or twenty five hundred. I'm not it's, sure. It's massive. Yeah. So you can try and learn how to play the game well enough to play it competitively in a week. No, that's for next. Oh, year. Oh, next year. Okay. This year, I'm kind of a scouting mission. All right. I'm, I'm watching how this this stuff unfolds as my army continues to grow and actually become a Warhammer army. And yeah, that is my goal for this year. Just to actually goddamn play some Warhammer. Nice. That's going to happen. That's partially right? my fault. Yeah. That's not partially your fault. We're both in this together. Uh-huh. We're, this is shared. So we're going to do this. And I actually got a dude at work now that's uh, he apparently has Warhammer, and he's kind of newish to it. So he's like, I want to do. Okay, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so, I don't hero clicks there. Hmm. No. To my knowledge, they don't. <laughs> uh, hero clicks. Uh, Ooh. They're still selling new HeroClix sets, I know. They are, but I... Not as popular as it once was. At, yeah. yeah, at least I, when I was there that wasn't there, I didn't see it on any of the uh, the advertised. Mm-hmm. Although they do have a thing that if you want to start a tournament in a certain game, you can apply to have that happen. Probably too late now, mm-hmm. but... But next year, my Xavier will be out again. Go for it. I just hear uh, Andy in the distance. Well, he's got Ultron. <laughs> <laughs> so this year I want my painting to be better and I want to actually use what I've painted to actually play a game that's my looking forward to 2019 what about the rest of you gents uh, definitely want to create more Okay, I, I've, I've spent this year sort of rebuilding and setting up new stuff but uh, I want to get back into creating again I haven't I've built some stuff for movies. Sure. I haven't done any art for myself much in the last year, and I miss it. So, yeah, definitely going to do some more of that. I get it. This painting thing scratching an itch I didn't know I needed scratched. Mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> Me? Yeah. You. Finally getting into the medical field. Oh. Go for. You, you, got a, you got a real goal. Yeah. Seeing Trump get impeached. That's another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh just, God, please. Just wait. You're good. That's another one. That's me. Jeff, okay. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel. Sweet. The new Spider-Man film, which apparently is coming up right after That's right. After Avengers. Do we have a uh, list of the comic book movies coming out this year? On me? No. I should say that I should correct myself and say the new MCU. <laughs> I got it right here. Hold on, Andy. No, it could have uh, been something in his notes. Come the, on. The new MCU <laughs> Spider-Man crazy. film. Yes. Yes. Also looking forward to uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That opens oh, this summer. Right. I don't think I will go until the fall of this year at the very earliest. Maybe I might even wait until next year to actually go see it because I just have a feeling that when it first, the first few months after it's open, it's just going to be hammered. 
Oh, of course. What is this? Yeah. Of course. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? That's Here the, in town? No. no, that they're building at Disneyland oh, yeah, and Disney okay. World. Yeah, I know about that. I was thinking... Disneyland here. opens this summer. Disney World is supposed to open in the in the fall. Okay. Aren't we getting a new Star Wars movie this year? Yep. Yay! In December. That's what I'm ready to forward hate it. to. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually... I'm, cool thing I'm to do. I'm crossing my fingers and hoping to hell... It, it just busts the box office so the man babies can just suck a dick. <laughs> suck a little wampa dick. Is that what you're looking for, Jeff? Okay. You're looking for <laughs> some wampa dick sucking? Some wampa dick yeah, sucking. Yeah, I just, man, you know, those those little shits are still posting shit. And there is some there is some bot or something, a bunch of them out there jacking up their numbers because those numbers are absurd. And it's just, it's, ah, uh, and it's always the same fucking. I don't yeah. like, I, I, I think I, like you, I don't like the phenomena of people hating something because they're being told to hate something. It's like, if you ever call any of the people, it's like, oh, I didn't like it. It's like, why didn't you like it? And then they can't give you an ac- adequate response or they just simply rehash something they saw on a YouTube video, et cetera. It's like, uh, well, but he, what's your own personal opinion on it? What's that? It it's just this this proliferation of the hate without basis. Sure, I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Yes, and if you, whatever your reason, uh, but there there is something about that echo chamber. There's no doubt. Yeah, about no, it. that and and my thing is the is the the whole pos- the the video I saw today as I'm I'm breezing around is uh, Star Wars versus the fans. And it's like, it's not versus the fans. It's versus one or two hundred assholes who don't know how to shut up. And it really irritates me because most of them, when when I even know a few in person, and when you speak to them, they say, man, they've just alienated the hell out of the fans. And it's like, no, they haven't. You're alienated, but you don't represent all of us. And it just gets me really, really angry. Because now I look at it as an attack on me. Because now it's like you're saying I'm not a fan because if I like Last Jedi, then obviously I don't know Star Wars. Yeah, I I hate that complaint too. Like, (laughs) well, the real fans don't like it. I'm like, says who? Yeah. (laughs) You're a vocal what? minority. What's because... the reason why? Because because what they did with the Star uh, Skywalkers and all that. Yeah. Oh, they, Good they, God! I... One of the best Star Wars movies to date. Yes. Is has nothing to do with the Skywalkers and all that. Fucking Rogue One. Yes. I was yeah. so enraged I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, yeah. Kay. Rogue One. I liked. I mean, oh. it, you know, not to get back into reviews of the film, but I I like the fact that people were just like. Oh, Luke wasn't Luke. And I'm like, how so? He was the most Luke he could be in any movie that we've seen him in. He Uh, was simultaneously the most Jedi-like at the same time as being the most Luke Skywalker he could mm -hmm, be. mm -hmm. Because Movie Bob and Mikey with movies make those arguments. Ryan Johnson actually stepped forward and said, yet he is he is very much the Luke from the original trilogy, especially but at the end of Return of what, the Jedi. What, what he isn't is the Luke of the Legends Extended Universe Jedi right. God that they wrote him eventually to be in yeah. those books. He's, yeah. he's not the brash, you know, 
rushing in without looking like he is in the first film. He's much more seasoned, and you know he's he's angry and well, not angry, but he's just he's cut off from the world because he doesn't want to be this thing that people want him to be, which is the hero. But then he ends up being the hero, yeah. but not in the way people were expecting because he's like he he force projects himself to save the rem- remnants of the rebellion. I'm sorry, the resistance. Excuse me, and completely and utterly fools the last remaining powerful well at least the, that we've seen the last remaining powerful knights of red so kylo is completely and utterly believing that he is right there fighting him until the very last second when it's too late to actually do anything about the people escaping so that's so very jedi yeah and it- and it's like it's almost like the ultimate jedi it's it's much more yoda like than Luke like. So I don't know. I'm it's so I'm looking forward to the movie because I've already been hearing, you know, like Star Wars is dead. <laughs> Nine is just gonna be so awful and they they've canceled Ryan Johnson's movies, which they actually haven't. No, they haven't. And uh y- you know I mean we talked about it before, like when they announced Kathleen Kennedy's contract oh, right, right. extension and some asswipe actually said Oh, that's actually bad news. They never announce those things. They don't get contract extensions <laughs> unless they're on their way. And it's like, you're an idiot. Jesus Christ. And these, I, it, I love listening to people who know how Hollywood works that oh don't work in Hollywood. Oh, my God. And the, the fetishism of being angry and hating is driving me nuts. And I want Nine to kick ass. I want those man babies to stay home and boycott and see the movie Crush. I really do because I don't. I don't think they're fans. So fuck them. Yeah. I couldn't quickly just go get to a list of genre movies um, because there's a ton of them coming out. Yes, and yes, they, there and are. they cross over like crazy. I do have a thing from Screen Night here that says 2019 will have the most superhero movies ever released. I mean, it's a good time to be alive if yeah. you're a geek and yeah. just golden age. I and don't it, know. Just try to go into things positively and stop. I mean, I don't think that really applies to any of our listeners, but, you know, stop trying to be so negative about, you know, oh, my God, it's going to suck. The the thing that I've wanted to see all my life is finally here, and it's going to be horrible. Spend your time enjoying the things you like instead of spending emotional currency on things you don't. Exactly. And, And let's say, you know. Uh, I'll on Facebook. I'll mess around with Matt and with Jake sure. and have fun with them. Of course, but these guys are not following people on Twitter for the express purpose of shitting on them every time they post. Right, and that's the thing that drives me nuts. Yeah. You cannot like a movie, but don't turn yeah, it. Don't exactly. weaponize it. I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, it's it, yeah. Right. So and treasure every moment because those Captain moments Marvel. won't come around again. Captain Marvel. That that's. Boy, every time I every time I stumble across a, a trailer that looks that looks a little more better and better. I just that's going to be fun. My boy Ronin's in it. Yeah, I, I really? make him. Yeah. I make a pile list for next week. But the right off the bat, we got uh, Hellboy's coming up on the eleventh. Oh, of this I month. Forgot about yes. that. Of January. I, about yes. that. I didn't realize it was coming so fast. Yes, and then Glass the week after. 
Wow. Mr. Glass. Interesting. Yeah. Usually Ooh. this is the time of year they put things they yeah, really. want to hide. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now is the PG-13 Deadpool uh, in Valentine's Day? I... No, uh, that was the Christmas. Yeah, yeah. it's already out. Yeah, they already came through. It was once no, upon, no, no, once no, upon no, no. a Deadpool. Uh-huh. The PG-13? Yeah. yeah, that was the Once Upon a Deadpool they released for Christmas. That came and went? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's still technically in theaters, but... I haven't seen it. I never saw it. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either, have you seen it? Fred Fred Savage, full didn't, of goodness. Uh, did, yeah. Did, your your did Valentine's Day superhero movie this year is Dark Phoenix. Uh, mm. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to go see that. I'm, I'm going to see it. I don't have much hope, but, uh, you know, I kind of do. But yeah, you think they're gonna? The rains are coming back up. I mean, I, I like the new direction I've gone the last couple of times. I like. I the, do. I mean, yes, first class. First class is fantastic. Oh boy, I, I don't know if this Days of Future Past lives up to that. It, I like uh, Days of Future Past. I, I liked it. I thought that Apocalypse was not nearly as bad as everybody was making it out to be before I saw it in the theaters. It wasn't very good, though. It wasn't great, but yeah. it wasn't bad. It wasn't horrible. And okay. uh, I don't know. That villain's hard to do, though. Yeah. Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. So. Was Apocalypse? No, I'm, I'm getting them all mixed up because there's so many of them now. But is, was Apocalypse the one where they basically rebooted at the end? That was Days of Future Past. Yeah. No, it was. Yeah. yeah Days okay. of Future Past was yeah. the the soft reboot. Yeah. Apocalypse. Uh, yeah. He needs an arc. He doesn't need a two hour movie. Right. Apocalypse. Yeah. No, he's a complicated villain. Yeah, we got Captain Marvel, we got Shazam coming. It's He's good. a and that's complicated all. villain. Oh. And Captain Marvel, as I say, the two Captain Marvels, they're right, both right. coming out within weeks of each other. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Have you seen the preview for Captain Marvel, the Shazam yet? I've seen one. Yeah, one. I just saw one. I'm like, oh, I wasn't sure I wanted to see that. Now I do. That looks, it looks like it, it's going to be funny. The, the, yeah, the, the previous trailers out. made it out to be really goofy. That This one but I, I saw looked pretty goofy. And I'm I'm fine with the goofy zero movie mixed in with the other stuff. Well, I mean the 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 premise of the character is kind of goofy. A child is given the powers of the gods, and you know, but not yeah. the brain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's some classic comic book. Technically, he's supposed to. Supposed wisdom to. is Solomon. Yeah, but yeah, he doesn't have the experience or the wisdom to to really be that superhero right off the bat. So mm-hmm. I'm more of a Captain Marvel Junior man. <laughs> Gentlemen, listen. We got some uh, some things pitching to us here. It's time for a little some red light, green light. Little RLGL. Yeah, RLGL, <laughs> as the kids say. Roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll, gentlemen. Roll. Here's roll. the pitches that come across roll. my desk. Roll. Let's nice. see what they got. All right. First off, we got a Netflix one. So now, the Netflix has ordered ten episodes of the one. A new series based on the science fiction novel of the same name by John Mars, as Mars with two R's. Howard Overman from Misfits and Future Man will serve as showrunner and executive producer. I like that Misfits show. A simple DNA test is all it takes. Just a quick mouth swab and soon you'll be matched with your perfect partner. The one you're genetically made for. That's the promise made by Match Your DNA. A decade ago, the company announced they have found a gene that pairs each one of us with our soulmate. Since then, millions of people around the world have then been matched. But the discovery has its downsides. Test results have led to the breakup of countless relationships and upended the traditional ideas of dating, romance, and love. Now five very different people have received the notification that they've been matched. And they're each about to meet their one true love, 
But happily ever after isn't guaranteed for everyone because even soulmates have secrets. And some are more shocking than others. You said five different people? Yes. So So what happens to the... It's 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 ten relationships. It's it's happening all together. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what we're concentrating on for this series. So ten episodes, the one on Netflix. Red light, green light. I'm gonna green light it. I like that. Just that sounds good to me. First off, I think I saw a commercial for this, and I thought it was actual real dating service. Um, (laughs) Oh, oh wow! um, Good commercial. (sighs) No, not 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 so much. They're gonna have to sell me on this one. This is this isn't leaping to me right ahead. But all right, yeah. Not uh, feeling like putting I'm, some green I'm, behind I'm, it. I'm, nah, I, it's a really it's it's in that amber area. It's sitting there. I'll I'll go with red, just as somebody does. Me, I'm anything sci-fi. Green it, green it. No, you don't. You, you. a lot of sci-fi. Green it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was with you on that one, Ken. I was yeah. like, really? A he, lot. he takes the red in that Canadian flag seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to see. It's the same thing I'm at. It's like eh, eh, eh. I'll green light it just to see. Do you see potential in this? I see potential in it. Your green light is as weak as my red light. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? I mean, I, I you know, I, it could literally go either way. But I'm just gonna try to say let's green light it and hope that it comes out positive. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to green light it on the strength of Andy's comment about the commercial. Ah, that he didn't. C- commercial comes in and you, it strikes you as a real dating service, and then I didn't think it was a good idea. I just thought it was a real commercial. <laughs> you didn't say idea though, but you said the commercial fooled you, and it's like, all right, if yeah. that, if maybe, that's the it, marketing minds behind it, yeah, how, how clever is the show itself? Exactly. Maybe I don't know. Uh, green light. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to green light this too. Ah, it's uh, it's. In fact, so I'm curious as to even reading the novel. It's such an interesting concept. It's all, you know, you've got somebody that's happily married, but then all of a sudden the company's found your soulmate match. And so the guy leaves his wife to go to the soulmate and wrecks a relationship. That's Why is it going to be the guy, huh? There's a, huh? Why is it going to be the guy? Could it be the girl cause that leaves? Because that's the dude. In the story. Didn't you hear? No, no I'm kidding. That, okay. It could be a girl. I don't know. <laughs> but but that that's a lot of conflict. And a lot of conflict is interesting in the story. So hey, I'm kind of sold on that. But what's the long arc? Mm-hmm. Is, is, is this just going to be uh, some vignettes of, of these people? And then we see what happens to their relationships. Then it goes on to another set. Or is there like some arc about this whole system itself? I've- I'm curious as to what that is particular I fear it'll be a long stretched out version of that one arc from uh, Love Actually where the guy's trying to uh, date his uh, best friend's girlfriend thing but he's not hmm he's not trying to date her he's in love with her and he's fighting it and he finally finally confesses get, his get, love gets her in, 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 get, with Bob Dylan signs yes I know right oh, and, yeah. and then does nothing such an odd film that it always pops up around the holidays. Yeah. Well, it's a Christmas movie. It's like it was I, a Christmas it's, it's movie a, or something. It's a Christmas adjacent movie, right? Yeah. But, I mean, I saw I that movie at, a wrong, at the wrong time and I've always hated it because of that. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I just thought it was kind of blah myself, but that's there's funny. a lot of people that absolutely love it. I'm so. the opposite. Girl I was dating talked me into it. Mm. 
and then I watched it and I associated it with that. So I'm the mm. opposite of you. Yeah. So the one, because it is 10 episodes, I assume they're just doing the novel and it's just that one off. So since it's not a continuing story, I'm a little more behind it. All right. Because uh, I, I don't know if I want to get behind four seasons of it. But you've, you've, edged one my season, a little, you've edged my red a little closer to green, but not all the way yet. Okay. All right. So we're green, but we got some trepidation on this side of me here. All right, let's see where how we go on this next one. The red light, green light. This one's for CBS. All access, right? Oh, we, and we haven't pointed out, as we always do, that it doesn't matter. It's going to happen anyways. We can't stop these. Uh, nor am I going to try. Can't I stop stopped, the signal, man. I stopped trying. CBS is developing Far Rockaway, a supernatural cop drama written by David Wilcox, who's a writer for Bull. CBS Television Studios is developing the series in association with Secret Hideout. That's the company behind Star Trek Discovery. Based on the Spanish uh, show Estoy Vivo, Far Rockaway centers on a workaholic NYPD detective killed in the line of duty who's granted a second chance to return to the earth in a body of another cop to bring his killer to justice and heal the fractured family he left behind. Alex Kurtzman and Heather Caden from Secret Hideout are executive producing along with Wilcox. So, Far Rockaway. Does it not say what happens to the cop whose body he's inhabiting? Are they sharing it? That, that I don't have that information. He's probably conveniently dead. There's two you dead know, cops. You know, one of those things where, well, you're dead, so we're going to send you back. We're not going to use your body. We're going to use this body of this guy who died, even though we could probably send him back, but we're going to send you. I think if it was a shared body, <laughs> it would be part of the pitch. Because mm. I don't think it's going to be an all of me thing. Okay. It'd be, if it was an all of me thing, I think it'd be sold immediately. Yeah. But. <laughs> hmm. All right. So dead cop comes back in the body of another cop, solves murder so and, it's, and heal his family it's ghost the police procedural yes uh, half of or, one season will be or him, robocop <laughs> him convincing his widow or you know that it's actually him so mm -hmm. red light the, yeah the general premises isn't really think anything new get away from us you creeper how do you know all this but at the whoa, same whoa. time yeah. the the pedigree behind it is pretty good the same writers from discovery and so forth so well, uh, the hmm. producing by, I don't know if it's the same writers from Discovery, because it's written by David Wilcox, who's best known for Bull, which I don't know anything about. I watch Bull. Bull is, uh, is, a, is a pretty good show. It's pretty well written. So I don't think he, he writes for Star Trek. Hmm. Well, you did say that... The, the produ production company, Kurtzman, is yes. producing, oh, but okay. he's not writing. Oh, okay. That's where I got confused. Let me throw a meatball at K sleeping. No, I'm not he, sleeping. I'm uh, waiting for you guys to get to it. Uh, <laughs> I already told you, red. Yeah, Matt's off the board. He's, he's yeah. I'm gonna fall, Matt. Red. You lost me a supernatural cop drama. I'm kind of yeah. done with those. Period. No. Red. I red. don't want them anymore. Yes, that's three reds. Okay, bring it back Four. for us. Um, supernatural too. It almost sounds like he's just putting the body. I'd like a nice doctor occult thing where he's running around and, you know, shit's happening and his supernatural stuff's happening. I always like that. But it sounds like he's it's just a body transposition thing. And it's Freaky Friday with only one participant. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, uh, yeah, I'm not. Uh, I guess I'm red. All right. Red across, across the board. Across the board, man. Don't get too many of those without being something absolutely ridiculous. 
Uh, let's see how this next one goes. This was announced a while back, but we never got our two cents in. Netflix announced that it has greenlit a 10-episode series based on Cowboy Bebop, which celebrated its 20th anniversary earlier this last year. The new series will be a joint production of Netflix and Tomorrow Studios, with Netflix taking on the actual physical production of the project. Christopher Yost uh, from Thor The Dark World and Thor Ragnarok is set to be an executive producer and will write the first episode. And perhaps most importantly, for fans of the original series, director Shinichiro Wanatabi is on board as a consultant. Here's the official synopsis. Based on the worldwide phenomenon from Sunrise, Inc., Cowboy Bebop is the jazz-inspired genre-bending story of Spike Spiegel, Jet Black, Faye Valentine, and Radical Ed, a ragtag crew of bounty hunters on the run from their pasts as they hunt down the solar system's most dangerous criminals. They'll even save the world for the right price, unquote. Cowboy Bebop, Netflix. Is it, is it live action or animated? I believe... Live action. I- I thought it was animated. I honestly don't know, and it doesn't say in this. Check it, Andy, because I'm pretty it sure it's live action, no. and I'm all for it. Uh, I'm greenlining it either way, uh, live action or animated. I'll take both. Yeah, me too. I really loved Cowboy Bebop. Uh, I, I have, know nothing about Cowboy Bebop, but that's an opposite I like. So. Well, I have Bleeg to thank for that. He was, he's another. That's another thing he introduced me to that I was not aware of prior to. Cowboy Bebop smells like Firefly, and I like Firefly. Live action adaptation. Live action. Um, I'm, I'm even more down. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with it too. I hope. I hope they keep the music. I hope they keep at least ah. the feeling of the music. Well, let's look to the success of the Marvel Netflix TV shows mm-hmm. and hope that that made an impression on them. Oh yeah, that's right. We watched a couple episodes of uh, of uh, Luke, Luke Cage, Cage too. We're working okay. our way through that stuff before it goes away. I don't think it's going away. I know, but that's what they say now. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> then you wake up and they're gone. I think the Netflix contract that they're Netflix shows. Netflix is right on. It says Netflix original. So I think yeah, they're staying. Okay. They... I, I think it, <laughs> they, they canceled Daredevil. Yeah, they're, they they're going to cancel them all. Yeah. There's no. He's they, saying go away. Yeah. The, be pulled from the thing. We, we, we will always have Daredevil seasons one through three. Yeah. Uh, but Daredevil will come back in some of the reincarnation in a future Marvel property. But will we? I mean, like, Firefly is not on Netflix anymore. Certainly, Firefly was not a Netflix original. Yeah, okay. this was developed for Netflix. Yeah, and Marvel Studios still owns the rights to all those characters, so... They don't want to continue Netflix's story. They want to do a new thing right. with them. They'll probably it'll if probably anything. be on Disney's streaming service. Yes, yeah. it will. Well, I, I still don't trust it enough to let it go. I'm gonna definitely oh, watch them quick. I understand yeah. your skepticism. Sure, mm. absolutely. All right, red light, green light, gentlemen. From Sherlock, creative duo Mark Gaddis and Stephen Moffat, upcoming TV show Dracula will adapt Bram Stoker's tale on the vampire in the same vein as their take on the world's most famous detective. The team had been writing the adaptation since last year, but now their version has landed three 90-minute episodes on BBC, which will be distributed on Netflix to all of us outside of the UK. The feature-length episodes are more Sherlock than Doctor Who, showrunner Moffat's other TV claim to fame. Like the source novel itself, the story is set in 1897. Oh, with the Transylvanian Count heading to Victoria, London. Variety reports Moffat and Gaddis said, 
There have always been stories about great evil. What's special about Dracula is that Bram Stoker gave evil its own hero. Unquote. Gentlemen, Sherlock creators, Dracula. I really like Sherlock. Uh, Andy... uh badgered me into finally watching it and i enjoyed it immensely now a lot of that is because of cumberbatch and uh freeman yes yes yeah Martin and freeman um i couldn't remember his last name no. um but uh it, it's still it's a good conceit it works i was very surprised with that and i liked it so and this is period see i right. would be more I'm gonna greenlight it also, but I I'm, I would be more into it if it was if they modernized it like they did with Sherlock. I think there's two other ones modernized in Dracula. So. Well, that's the thing is there are so many. Mm-hmm. It's almost this. This is the doing th- it. Period is almost novel since this November. Point. This is the third red light green light Dracula that we've had. Mm. Yeah, I was gonna say and we've heard, heard this. And before. I think I may have read a lot of the other ones. I'm greenlighting this one because Moffat and that crew. Yeah, okay. the, the pedigree is good, uh, and I yeah. think it'll. I think it'll work, and I like the idea. It's period. That's that's the tough thing is like I really want to greenlight it just because of who's involved, and you know Stephen Moffat did a great job with the Doctor Who run, um, even though some people weren't fans of his ladder years on the show but at the same time i'm almost tired of all the vampire stuff even if it is going back to the source material with dracula uh matt it's a tough one i'm gonna green light it all right i like the whole period thing okay i'm gonna say red light all right (gasps) i'm gonna red light because you hated the move book it went back to the period bit of it yeah so i i could don't care anymore. No, I, I've had enough Dracula in my life. There's plenty of great adaptations of Dracula, and there's plenty of mediocre and horrible ones, yeah, too. Yeah, but what if they cast Rutger Hauer as Van Helsing? I, I'm done. I'm done with Dracula. I'm, I'm, that's okay. I, I, I don't want a new spin. I just want to move on. Mm. But I think that's uh, the Greens beat it out. Yeah, we win anyway, so... Yeah. So the green light... Red, we three to two, yeah. Green light on the Dracula... All right. Red light, green light. Amazon picked up a new series called Dead Town based on a redemption-themed book that gives its female leads a second chance at living their best life. Consisting of hour-long episodes, the show will focus on a group of purgatory-stranded women who share one thing in common. They all used to play second fiddle to superheroes in their previous lives, a choice that robbed them of their own opportunities. Based on Catherine M. Valentine's 2017 novella, The Refrigerator Monologues, that's a great name, the new show aims, quote, to create an original superhero universe set in the modern era with an underlying theme of female empowerment, unquote. Having frozen themselves out of their own life's story during their first go-round, they band together in the afterlife to give themselves a second chance, this time determined to write their own damn stories. It's being developed by Bad Santa 2 co-writer Shauna Cross. So, Dead Town. Oh, I was really uh, not interested at all when, this, when you started this, and the more you read, the more interested I got. Yeah, that's Greenway for me. Uh, yeah, sounds interesting. I agree. Uh, it sounded way more interesting the further you got into it. Green light. I don't know who the Bad Santa 2 writer is, and I never saw Bad Santa 2, but I really think it's an interesting premise. 
Bad Santa 2 wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> so I kind of have a little knows. scared. But I do like the the other parts of that. So, green. It makes me want to search out that novella. Yeah. Because I, I love the, 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 the refrigerator monologues. <laughs> uh, if, you're, if you're unfamiliar, that goes back to a term called, I think, refrigerating? Fridging. Fridging. Yeah. And that's because it was in the 90s that Green Lantern had a girlfriend for like the first 30 issues. I think it was the 2000s. Was it? Yeah. It, it was the Kyle Rainier yes. uh, run of Green Lantern. And that character was there just to basically be found dead in the refrigerator to give the Green Lantern something to be angry about. So that's what that's kind of based on. A character's only purpose is to die. Mm-hmm. So I... I I got to green light it because what an interesting idea. This is this is different. This is kind of newish. I like newish. Yeah, that's, me too. That uh, that'll be that'll be interesting to see. So that's going to be on Amazon. That's there. It's working on that one. All right, all right. Red light, green light. Uh, particularly interested in your take on this, Matt. We'll see. Boom Studios. Boom. Founder Andy. Crosby posted on Twitter writing, I guess I can confirm I am indeed in final talks to write and showrun the new Diablo animated series for Activision and Netflix. It's very exciting, and I hope to high heavens it all works out. This was in response to a fan's question from earlier in the month, which asked if he was involved in Netflix Diablo project. Cosby told the fan to check back with him at a later date, but assured that if he were to make the show based on the popular game franchise from Blizzard Entertainment, it would be rated R. Cosby penned the screenplay for the upcoming Hellboy reboot, starring David Harbour, uh, designed by David Brevik, Eric Schaefer, Max Schaefer, Eric Sexton, and Kenneth Williams. The Diablo series began in 1996 and spawned two lucrative sequels and numerous expansion packs. Their plots revolve around demons led by the eponymous Diablo, fighting against humans and heavenly angels, building a rich fantasy universe with each installment and expansion. The Diablo games, along with World of Warcraft, has helped Blizzard become one of the leading names in game design. Diablo the Animated Series on Netflix. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you guys have a phone? Huh? Don't you guys have a phone? I'm sorry? Why, 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 yes? People will get that. Don't worry. Oh. No, nobody's getting that. Um, Developers. Wait, wait. Is is this because of the the mobile game? Is that that, that what you're talking about here? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I missed who the Crosby was involved in this. Uh, The Cosby. Andrew Andy Cosby. Okay. Not the not Cosby. Bill. Not that, yeah. Not that one. Pudding yeah. Pops. De- definitely, you know, I'm, definitely thinking, not that I'm one. thinking of putting lots of rape drugs in this one. Yeah. Diablo the Rape Gonna drug. introduce a new Michael character class. Oh, no. The Rapist. Oh, God. <laughs> no, Got special no. drug power. No. Just put no. you right down and didn't get on with the scootily no. do. No, Mr. Cosby. That should be Therapist. <laughs> therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking one. <laughs> oh, God, that Celebrity Jeopardy. That one still kills me. Oh, <laughs> so, Diablo, animated series. Do you yeah. think it'll work? I, I, it does nothing I was never in there about really... the story. Diablo doesn't really have a story. No. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm like sitting here going. I'm like, didn't it? That's what kind of weirds just, me yeah. out. Todd, this is gonna, I never really got into Diablo. 
No? No. I was more of a Warcraft guy. Okay. So Warcraft 1, 2, and 3. So you did Diablo while you're waiting for Warcraft? No. At all? I didn't really. I played some of 2 a little bit. 2 was the one. Yeah, dabbled here and there, but I never really played it. 2 was what? 2 was the one. Diablo 2. You know, that show about the dating app. Um. So I don't care if this succeeds or not because I don't care oh, wow. about Diablo. So, <laughs> so it's, it's a... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but hey, don't you guys have a phone? Do so, you? So it's like, an apathy light. Do you like fantasy stories? Not really. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so, so yeah, he well, hates that, World that Warcraft. that stops me cold. World of Warcraft sucks in his eyes. No. I play for the PvP of Warcraft. <laughs> World of Warcraft. I, don't I, care thought, I thought it was for the Horde. I don't care. What was that? <laughs> I thought it was for the Horde. No, I don't... <laughs> I don't care what faction I play. They're all morons. Okay? Yeah, he says that. <laughs> yeah, I said that before. He needs that shirt. Uh, no. If they can't tell me what's going to, any idea what's going to happen, and there's no story listed, then red light. All right. Red from Andy. Uh, How the hell are they going to do an ARPG f- show? Like, or what is that, a movie? What a- It's an anime, basically. That's weird. Okay. What do you mean weird? It, they just pick some characters and... Set him down in the world and tell the story. You know what? Well, tell me about that part. Then I might be getting a green light. Well, you know I what? Can't. I will say this for Netflix animated: there is as much story in Diablo as there is in Castlevania, which Cat- I hated. Mm-hmm. You hated the anime? Yeah. Okay. So that's a red for you then. It's a red, solid red. Now yeah. that you mentioned Castlevania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, Could you say a blood red? <laughs> blood I'm a red, red. light also. Red right. light for Diablo. It's destroyed. Boom! Put the boom. Gone. No fantasy for cursed. Uh, yeah. Jumping I like, back, uh, I like uh, sword and sorcery on TV and stuff, but no. All right. We, we got to we got to move on because we're about to cut time. Okay, fridging nineteen ninety four was one okay. Book. Last one. The MTV one. Studios is bringing back celebrity death match. Red light. Ice Cube is on board as an executive producer. Double red light. And member of the voice cast. You don't like Ice Cube? I don't like reality shows. I believe reality shows are part of what got this country screwed whoa, up. Whoa, 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 Celebrity death match. Okay, I don't remember celebrity death match. Uh, allow, the, allow me to continue. Uh, yes, yeah, that, let, him, let him continue. The stop you motion animated oh, series. Oh, I do remember this. Yeah, this was yeah. stupid. Still red light. <laughs> I remember it. Red light. Created by Eric Fogel, ran for a total of six seasons in 93 yeah. episodes. Its main premise involved well-known stars and public figures killing one another, often in gruesome ways, in a boxing ring. However, the third revival is still looking for a network home, as it will not air on MTV. Quote, we're excited to grow our partnership with Ice Cube and Cube Vision. That's his show. His, Are you his, serious? His production company. Cube Vision. Cube Vision. <laughs> to reimagine this oh, fan favorite. Cube hey, the Vision. man makes money, dude. I know. Oh, but yeah. Cube Vision. Like, <laughs> Uh, that, was, that was from Chris. Should have been Mc- like On the Rocks. Made more sense. On the Rocks production company. He wants people to know it's his production company. Continuing the, the quote, Deathmatch was the meme before memes. Remains a hot topic on social media and will be a smart, funny way to tackle the over-the-top rhetoric of today's pop culture where it belongs in the wrestling ring. Celebrity Deathmatch, The Return, Red Light, Green Light. I already got a red from Andy. Oh, I'm actually redding for all of you. I'm taking over. <laughs> it's it's a hostile takeover yeah. <laughs> of the production studio. You know, I, I enjoyed Celebrity Deathmatch. Some of them were just groaners, but some of them were downright entertaining. So I'm, I'm going to green, li- green light. Wow, green from Jeff. Yeah. I'm redding Jeff's green light. 
It's, wow, you just—I'm yeah, he's knowing right now. I'm doing green light just to spite Andy. Oh wow, yeah, same. Red same. Red same. Green light, green light as well. <laughs> uh, this is a spite green. Yeah, these, there's a bunch. Of, you know what? I, I've got to go with my heart. I didn't care for celebrity death match to begin with, so yeah, I'm not really on board this one either. Uh, Damian did hate it. it. It was what it was. Let the stupid and dead lie. But uh, I'm not going to be excited for its return. So, yeah, red light. I'm not backing this. But well, go ahead. You guys give, lost. Give your green spites. Uh, what's your green spite? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And, and thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank you, Jake. Thank you so yes, much. Yes, thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys. Yes, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. And good to have a new year of monkey love. And I am Master <laughs> Torgo. 80s Wow. <laughs> monkey love K. <laughs> Fact-checked Andy. Maple Leaf Matt. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Grab the banana. Oh, and I got glue Oh, Hold oh, oh, Yeah. Let me throw my feces at you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let me Dude. eat your face. Ah, monkey love. Oh, Um, are, uh, when yeah. are we breaking open that Gloomhaven, bud? Yeah. Yeah, we, we got to talk about that. We got yeah. to figure that one out. I know, and that's that's after you blame slash salute uh, Captain Luddite, right? Because is he the one? Yeah, he's the one that kind of put me over the edge. That and shut up and sit down. Uh, the that's the YouTube channel that does, in my opinion, the best board game reviews ever, and I'm including that with Will Wheaton's tabletop. <gasps> nice. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> All right, we got some else to watch. And, shut up and sit bolt. down is amazing, and. They are so entertaining on how they edit together their reviews. Bunch of British guys and one guy lives in Canada. They are fantastic. So uh, check out the Gloomhaven review because that that put it over the top too. Uh, yeah, but r- the mechanics of this game, my God, the instruction manual of that game is so good. Hmm. I, I, you, exactly. You don't say that about an instruction manual no. board no. games because usually no. they suck. Well, most yeah. of what we say is, why is there no index? That's exactly it. The the book itself is very concise. It lays out everything well. Great, great in the graphics department, and on the back, it is just an index of what everything is. Easy to 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 look at and understand. I'm sold. I can't remember what it is. Let's do it. Thank you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, there's all there's right. going to be some Gloomhaven because I'm really excited about it. I'm excited. Gloomhaven. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Don't think I didn't notice the trap you left over from our, for me, Kay, by the way. What? You laid out all the cookies me in the show and you put the powder bomb explosive ones next to me. <laughs> what? Yeah. He says as he drops what? his phone How on the floor. How did that happen? Yeah. Oh, my God. Did you have any of the oatmeal? The oatmeal, great. I did have the oatmeal. They were Just good. don't have that last Buckeye. That's uh, Mine. God's Mine. Mine. So, green light. Mine, mine. mine Happy mine, New Year, mine, everyone. Mine, Looking forward to yeah. another year yeah. of monkeying around. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, this year will be different. Probably won't. Oh, but yo, happy yo. New year. <laughs>